All right, clap, sync. Three, two, one. Wow. Perfect. Nailed it. Oh right, my god, I have for gaming news. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I have gaming news this week. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Gaming news. Okay, so wait, wait. Okay, before we get to that, let's at least do a here's who we are. Which so you can lead, oh and my then God, are we oh doing shit, this now? yeah, and then mm-hmm. maybe even say some people's names, and then I want to give us a brief disclaimer about our Hearthstone discussion and what the context is going to be of it. But then no, I think we jump news in news before that. Sure, but at least people they know it's a Hearthstone podcast, so we're going to get there. But I want to say, if you want to turn this off now because you're looking for a professional player, a group of pro players' opinion on the cards, you have come to the wrong place. Like, <laughs> yeah, we we are by no means professionals on that. Yes, that's true. So yeah, yeah. just just turn it off now. Just skip. Yeah. Just skip. Yeah. Eshade, yeah. Eshade, the previous episode, great episode. Go listen to that one. <laughs> Do you have professional players in Eshade? We I was got gonna that say, you as a card game player will totally be into Eshade. It's right up your alley. <laughs> it makes sense. Think about it. You can make card art on the fly by just taking pictures of that beautiful world. All right, nice. Indeed. Um, that's right, that's right. But yes, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast where we play a game each week and then we talk about it. And yes, indeed, this week we did end up playing Hearthstone, and mm-hmm. we, as in mm-hmm. our uh, our three musketeers of McCoy, James, and myself, Zoe, are here, but also we are joined by special guest Elena. Elena's back. Woo-hoo. Hello. By popular demand. That's right. By popular yeah. demand. Yes, we get actually, a lot people, of emails. People do write in just being like, dude, Claire and Elena, please bring mm-hmm. them back. They're practically begging us to yeah we have all those like <laughs> roster swaps that you get for esports where like we just get these tweets and they're just like like minus mccoy like plus claire <laughs> <laughs> reasonable reasonable uh, indeed but yeah so i did have well it's not really gaming news but it, it was just something because right. we've played it for the podcast before and it's related but the mass effect remaster was announced this week with visuals as well as mm. like what they were going to be changing and they're doing a complete revamp of the mass effect one like hud so all of the all of the visuals and the fighting style in that game is going to be completely revamped as well as the mako controls but the one thing that got reddit all in a hissy fit (laughs) that they said that they were going to change is that they decided that Hmm, looking back at our prior work, we did not have some tasteful shots of Miranda Mm -hmm. during conversations. So we have opted to change those shots. So now. Yep, butt cam is no really? more, apparently. That's they actually have announced fucking criminal. That they yeah. are oh going God. to get rid of butt cam. And Do they understand people... who their audience is? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, their audience is. I mean, dude, I get it. It's like they're they're caught between like. The, like modern gaming might look at that a little bit more negative than maybe mm-hmm. it did in the past, but also it's so good though. I, I mean, don't know. Like it's, it, so it's weird. Funny. Like it, well, it is funny, but like okay, so I almost stand on like the. I think if you want to remaster this, I totally understand why they'd fix those things in one. But I actually like would always keep a downloaded version or a downloadable version of the broken ass original one because I think it's like part of history. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to understand that that was in that game. Yeah, how shitty the make is is important to the core integrity of the game. hundred percent. Like making it better <laughs> may not actually make it better in its yeah. own weird way. However, like, boy, if I hold that stance, you cannot change the S. It must stay. No. Some of my strongest <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm memories like... of that game are Miranda's ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I think 
and I'm just like, you know what? Like, maybe. But also, you've got to admit just the irony of the situation of them having a shot of Miranda's ass, and one of your dialogue options in that shot is to say, I can't get distracted, or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, hell yeah. And so it's just it. like... I, I'm also kind of torn between this. I can I can applaud them that they're just like, hey, you know, personal growth, way to go. You see that objectifying in this way is, you know, maybe not the best thing. You've realized that your franchise can be successful maybe without the sexualization. Good on you. But also, yeah, also at can the it? same time. I don't think that's proven. <laughs> I don't think that's proven. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think Mass Effect has shown some resounding success despite... You know, I, I think yeah. lots of people like, I don't know. I, I feel like I've like, I'm in this like faction of the fandom right now that isn't in it all, like isn't all in it for the sex scenes. They're in it right. for the adventure and the, you know, the story and the lore. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe they've realized, hey, people actually like to hear about our lore and we don't need to sell them with a women's ass. I don't we know. We don't have to just like have Miranda's ass in the frame that was while a... we tell them about lore. Like they would listen anyways. Honestly though, that was like a a very, very large component of the, the initial trilogy. It's at least Mass Effect 1, if not more. Miranda's ass or Miranda, the Well, lore? no, not specifically Miranda's ass, but just The sex scenes and the romance. And the sex right? scene, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, sex scenes and the, the romance. Yeah, the, the long sax scenes. The sax- <laughs> what's, that, what's that saxophone song? The saxophone song? solos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can combine all these elements, too, for mm-hmm. a romantic getaway. But yeah, yeah like, it's, it's just... Uh, no, it was a huge, huge part of it at the time because keep in mind it was marketed at, like, high schoolers. And it was like, this game is like risque. So it's, it's like, it, it's like baby cyberpunk. Yeah. I was about to say like the other direction they could go here is the cyberpunk style and just go Ooh. full on with the sex scene. Crazy. <laughs> That's like, I think, cause it, cause like if they're sitting there and going, we are dealing with a more mature audience this time around. So your mature audience, they've hopefully had sex. So like, I don't know, you know, if they chose to and wanted to, you can do whatever you want. Maybe, you true. know, who knows? Maybe they did make the sex scenes even sexier than before, but then they're just like, hey, when we're talking about diplomacy, maybe yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not have maybe a woman's ass in here. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> a full screen, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's interesting. That <laughs> well, is interesting. It is funny, though, because, like, dude, you got to understand, like, I know motherfuckers to this day that won't shut up about Miranda's ass. And it's like, if you think that wasn't an impact on the series, and I'm not saying anyone here does, but I'm just saying, like, it totally fucking was amongst people that I knew in high school. Like, for sure. They're like, yeah, do you remember Miranda, bro? And I'm like, not really. I didn't really take her with my party much. Like, oh, bro, dude, you should have seen some of those dialogues. It's like they literally talk about. In fact, dude, I got a fucking I got a a meme video that Keenan sent me. And Keenan is not this person, although he might be this person. um, But I haven't talked to him about it specifically. But he said, if you want to answer to this, write in at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com. Are you the person that I'm referring to? Um. But yeah, he sent me a video today and the, the it was like, they're going to cut the butt scenes from fucking whatever. And it was like this like compilation of all the butt scenes. And then the, the fucking YouTube channel was just called Naughty Gaming. And I was like, yeah, how did you find Naughty Gaming? <laughs> what is this? 
So, you know, there <gasps> is that I don't side know. It just and... popped up in my recommended feed. I mean, I exactly. don't know how it got there. There's like 10 of these videos every time I go to YouTube on my front page. Yeah, Keenan, don't, don't, don't play the fool because then you're going to sound like all those like senators and congressmen. They're like, why is there porn recommended in my search? It's like, it's a reflection of you. <laughs> like, what do you want from us? Anyways. Yeah. Huh. Well, cool. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I... Okay, uh, let's have a small discussion about how people feel about remasters. I just, because I personally, um, I feel very weird when they change stuff. Almost at all. Like, I want it really? to mm-hmm. be, I want it to run on my current hardware, potentially, like, maybe higher resolution if possible, though that can be jank if the original assets aren't there. But, like, for instance, you know, you could extrapolate this further. They could just remake the whole game. They could just change anything they wanted to. Stuff you like, stuff you didn't like. And it's up to them to decide. Whereas the original is the thing that you played before. So to me, I would be very cautious if to allow someone to change that original experience that we had. Even though there's like some things you could definitely improve, like it's all kind of it's all kind of part of it to me. Like cuz cuz these people aren't necessarily people who even worked on the original game. This is like saying there's a um a director's cut of a movie but the director has nothing to do with it. In in some senses that's kind of what they would do here. So how do you guys personally so, I mean, feel about that? I have a quick question really about what they changed. They're not changing the story as much. They're honestly, I think they're just changing visuals as well as like just quality of life changes to the combat. And Can to they them, just quality remove... of life means like better Mako controls, which, you know, I'm kind of like, no, keep the keep the jank with the Mako controls. I don't know how that's going to feel. Mm. Um but, you know, they, they have, you know, texture redesigns in the world. So, you know, you're not looking mm-hmm. at a repeated rock texture that's just spanning out for miles mm-hmm. on a certain planet. Um, you know, the, the gun, I, I know in Mass Effect 1, like, you never really truly knew where you were shooting because the crosshair was like, <laughs> just this like circle that Giant took up circle, like yeah. a good quarter of your screen and i think they've now t- like fine-tuned that so you have a better idea of where you're shooting i think they're going to have more refined uh ai controls for your squad mates so you're not constantly like watching them just go in and die like you know like i seem to remember i don't know if it was mass effect 1 or mass effect 2 like there was a certain world though where if they stood out in the sun for too long they would take damage and i would just remember like watching garris just stand in the sun being like ow ow (laughs) so like i think they're all doing just quality of life changes like that of course you know like since its announcement, Reddit is doing the cyberpunk thing where you suddenly have all these theory threads of like, oh man, I really hope they rewrite this p- part of it. But they've made it very distinctly clear that they're not rewriting the story. It's all just quality of life and visual changes for the most part. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll do a slight change to some things. Like one thing... <laughs> I like I message Gabe these all the time because I'm like Gabe's the only person who will understand my Mass Effect thoughts and he appreciates them. Um, but like I was just like, do you think because they made Caden a romanceable option for a male ship in Mass Effect Three, that then when they redo Mass Effect One, they'll make him a romanceable option for One as well? Like that's a that's honestly a thought. I don't think they will though because they'll need to do like 
I don't know, they'll need to redo voice lines and bring the actors back in, or they'll do the jank thing of like bringing a completely different voice actor to Caden. <laughs> just like, for the, hey. his fucking sultry voice, like Caden just fucking goes down two octaves and like, fucking romances you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. <clears throat> but yeah. Dude, Would you totally. finally romance Caden for me then? No. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's interesting. Like, so like when you. S- yeah, like I, I guess I didn't really thought about this, but totally they would have to bring in the actors again if they wanted to do any substantial changes to essentially anything mm-hmm. story related. And so I feel like almost just that alone essentially just makes it untouchable. Like it's not like, you know, it's not like necessarily they wouldn't if they could, but I feel like they basically can't. Like, dude, it's so long ago. Like, can the voice actors even do that same voice again? Like, maybe, but they sound different. Like, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What quality of What I want to know is um what about the the menus and like your inventory? Mm-hmm. Like because I think they're doing a complete that, right? revamp of the menu systems as well. Um, oh, you said be... UI which doesn't necessarily mean that to me, but that makes total sense because that was total ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um Oh man, if they revamp the journal system, oh, it'll it'll be an A plus from me if they do that. Um. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they going to fix bugs? This is my question. Like, because there was a lot of bugs along the way of our journey, I would imagine that they would. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a remaster, it's like I that feels feel like, like almost can... like t- like on the same tier as like we're redoing like the visual textures and we're fixing the bugs. Like as in quests that couldn't complete or whatever yeah. the fuck else. Like that stuff would be nice to see. I mean, oh. it would be unacceptable if they didn't fix those things. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's like, you would say that, oh, but... hey, we we did a complete revamp quality of life changes. But when you do the Kasumi mission, yeah, you'll still need to add this jank. Like, you'll need to hack into the game, <laughs> yeah, hard type in this line of car code. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I forgot yeah, about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they don't fix that in the remaster, like, what even is a remaster? Well, I don't mm. know. It's it's very interesting too, especially when you get to like, I don't know if you guys have followed like remasters in speedrunning communities and games like that, but they like either love or hate the remaster depending on what glitches are still existent mm-hmm. in the game. I don't think this is something that they should really focus on here, but it's just interesting to think of like how many people care about different aspects of the game. Like it's easy to say, okay, the story is sacred. And then you're like, this gameplay is terrible probably and then you like look around the room like can we agree on this like probably right like surely but it's like but if you change that it substantially changes the game like the first thing they could do to the guns is just make them it, it's not just that you can't tell where they're shooting it's that they're not accurate they're just like that from that old school period of video games where it was like keep in mind okay you start with the middle pixel of your screen shoots a perfect straight beam of light and that's your bullet and then everything else they do from there to make it less accurate is their fucking doing. So this game, <laughs> it's like they spent a lot of time and effort making sure you couldn't hit anyone. Like that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So you could just undo that, but then it changes the whole game. Like, can you imagine that game if you can hit people? Mm-hmm. I don't. It might break balance. Like who knows what the fuck is left after you like, <laughs> no, seriously, like if you just can hit your bullets, I mean, that's a, a whole different experience. So I don't know. So I guess that's the exciting journey that we'll find out more about soon. As it comes out. Yeah. May May 14th is when it's coming out. It'll be so it's it's on the horizon. Four I mark your calendars, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. 
We're just going to redo it for 12 weeks (laughs) this year. That makes sense. sense. Mass Effect every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, but also another another just cool feature. All three games are going to be put under one launcher. So that's also good when it comes to, you know, your save files and whatnot. And, you know, this remaster includes all 60 DLC packs. So you know what? Good on them. Yeah, except that. that, Think about that number for a second. 60 DLC packs. Think back in your head how many DLCs you remember. And then think about how many of them were just like a new chest piece. Or like exactly a new coloration of the makeup. But the fact that they still allow you to get it, though. I think it's appreciated that it's not like, hey, for $60, get all three games. And for an additional $50, you can get the 60 DLC packs as yeah, well. Yeah, that would be super trashy. Are <laughs> yeah. they going to like, what are they going to do with the multiplayer shit in Mass Effect 3 that was like completely abandoned when we played? Like all that menu shit oh, that was that's like, that's a good question. What percent complete, you know? I don't know if the, I, I haven't seen anything said about the multiplayer at all i'll have to look that up just like kind of staying quiet and hoping nobody remembers that that was in the game well or they might try to launch it again like (laughs) fuck it for like two weeks bro the multiplayer is fucking hopping yeah like people be out here saving the galaxy (laughs) so could happen i guess we'll see and then they're gonna launch an esports league and they're gonna put a million (laughs) dollars into the fucking prize pool and then it's gonna be fucking mass effect at a high level which is just gonna be trashy okay yeah all right i'm ready this guy's a pro solarian player <laughs> the best that they have to offer. Yo. yo his tagline is just Look, <clears throat> okay people who make that game activision question mark who cares bioware bioware less of a question mark Zoe always she knows what she's talking about if you need someone to cast your new mass effect 3 esport Hit us up. Oh, dude, I'll do it. <laughs> the entire tyranny of thumbs would love. I would not, but Gabe would be super good at it. Zoe would be awesome. McCoy would be great. James can add color commentary. We'll be, we'll be your people. Let's go. James is like, yo, I hate this game. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> dude. James can just add grumpy comment like, oh, here they fucking go again. Mm-hmm. Is that Miranda's ass? Oh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, James is literally just explaining magic to the fucking audience like during the Wait, we can give James like a little side stream. You know how League like used to do like yeah, League yeah, yeah. for Beginners streams? Yeah, 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 James yeah. can just run one that's just magic on the side. <laughs> magic with yeah, a backdrop like a good of stream. this tournament. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, you gotta respect Oh man, that. we're really cornering the Mass Effect magic market, guys. Yep. I think there is yeah. a great overlap. <laughs> this is how we make it big. Mm-hmm. I figured I think that it makes out. Sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. God. I think you might be right. That is the most ridiculous shit ever. So, and I feel like every time I want to transition, I always think to myself, and if any of those things happened, you know, we'll tell you about it. We're going to get sued if you start saying that. (laughs) No, we're not going to get, they can't, they don't own that sentence, do they? They might have trademarked it. Fuck. That seems anti. I mean, it's NPR, so they seem pretty nice, but I don't know. Yeah, dude. I bet you they're not, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Probably super not chill. Mm -hmm. I bet you they're really not chill, even though they talk like this into the microphone. I don't know. One of the one of the girls I I was on the swim team with. Her dad is actually a one of the people who works on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Oh. Swell guy. Oh, like no he, you you meet that guy and you're just like, this makes sense mm-hmm. that you, you work for NPR. Yeah. Like he's just mm-hmm. so chill and so nice. And so now whenever I think about anybody who works for NPR, I just think about that guy. 
<laughs> All right, in that case, like NPR, it. please don't sue us for McCoy using your tagline. NPR, we will do a side cast of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, James Explains Match. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay. <laughs> we will. Hear us out. We will do this shit. Um, <clears throat> all right. That is awesome. Thank you for bringing the gaming news. And not only is it gaming news, mm-hmm. it was podcast-relevant gaming Bum, news. That is so exciting. Gaming news. Dude, by the way, speaking of gaming news, or at least things that maybe our podcast audience might enjoy... Uh, Gabe linked me this video a little while ago because he follows this guy, uh, but Crobcat, if you guys are familiar with this guy, he's the guy on YouTube who does the like, basically like uh, bug compilation slash like disappointing uh, promises that are broken in the games mm-hmm. industry. So he did, for instance, the famous video where it's Todd Howard and it's just in the background, it's just Sweet Little Lies, the or Little Lies, the song. Well, I grew it, that song is actually just called Little, little Lies. Lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he also did the Mass Effect Andromeda compilation that everyone watched, the like 20 minutes of all the weird faces and shit. So he also did one for Cyberpunk. It's like 40 minutes long. And if you guys want to see that, uh, just look it up on fucking YouTube. It's it's good. It's worth a watch. It's good. You're just like, <laughs> oh no, it really be like that, doesn't it? And dude, he so he he's really famous for uh putting in like headlines and clips from shows and stuff where like their developers are getting interviewed and then just putting that slap against like just some gameplay that it just oh it's heartbreaking oh no I, i'm like oh that seems like my content that i want to watch okay who is that again crobcat crobcat k-r-o-b-c-a-t i believe crobcat okay. that you could just literally what we watched was the <laughs> yeah, we watched three in a row yeah we watched uh cyberpunk and then we watched mass effect and drama and then we watched sweet little lies for <laughs> for todd Howard, and it was just i mean it's it's flames like it's it's just the sort of shit that you sit back and you're like wow because it's literally cut from like a headline of like do you think you'll be done this year and like the developer's like god i hope so like <laughs> just <laughs> and it cuts to like an entire like, crew, like a forty man raid of all T posing NPCs and cyberpunk. And you're like, oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, shout out to Gabe sad. and shout out to Crobcat for that. So nice. Um, do we dare segue into the main attraction today? We're ready. Which is Hearthstone. Okay, I have a confession to make. Okay. Before coming on this podcast, I really meant to reopen Hearthstone. And try to memorize the fucking voice line that that incredibly loud dwarf man screams at you every time you open the program. <laughs> and I can't remember wow! it. Oh my Golden god! Golden legendary. I just thought I'd be a really good intro, but I mean, James did a pretty. I, I'll take that. I think that works. It's like the budget version. It's not the of opening it one, but it is one of them. Pull up a chair, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he changes it over time. Yeah, I yeah. Think. He's got a couple different variations. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, prefacing. I know we did a little bit of talking about this beforehand. Yes, we're not pro players, but also like we are. Ch- the, what the context of this discussion is is checking back in on Hearthstone. Some of us have played it before. Some of us maybe have played it less or more. Um, although we've all played it before, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. But you know, the moral of the That's story right. is like this is not an in-depth conversation about Hearthstone. It probably isn't even going to be an in-depth conversation about cards and meta and whatever because, you know, we that ain't me, that. dog. We don't understand that um, shit. James did... might. James, do you understand that shit? Uh, not anymore. Great. There we was a time when I was paying attention to the le- uh, the meta, but yeah, me as today well. is not that day. So I did want to give a shout out right away. If you do want to hear something like that, there's a podcast that I've loved for many, many, many years called The Angry Chicken, TAC. And uh, it's just fantastic. It's really fun and fun loving and just like celebratory of Hearthstone. And they've been there since like the very beginning. And uh, 
they talk about the meta and they talk about cards and they talk about strategy, but it's like, it's not pro level per se, although trust me, you've been following a game for seven years as they have, uh, they are very knowledgeable, but it's, it's more like at a layman's level or something like that. And actually like, it feels a really beautiful niche for being just like, here's what Hearthstone is like for us, the people who actually play it and are not consistently top of the entire ladder or whatever. And so I just wanted to like, if that's the sort of thing you want, do hmm. that. And I actually went and listened to one of their episodes and I haven't in a long, long time. They just had their 400th episode, which was insane. And like I said, they that's where they mentioned they've been doing it for seven years, which is crazy. But, um. Just shout out to TAC, Angry Chicken. Trust, trust, trust. If you're looking for a Hearthstone podcast, get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> all right. I think with that, we can we can jump in. So Yeah, I mean, like, maybe ahead. we should just establish, like, where sure. each of us is at in mm-hmm. this. Because, yeah. like, I know I started playing Hearthstone around when it first came out, which was, what, 2013? Sure. Why not? About? Something like that, yeah. Um. I just remember playing it when it came out for the very first time. I think there was only like three modes, which was like casual play, ranked play, and arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it from 2013 to 2014, and then I think I just promptly dropped it. And this was the first time that I have launched it since then. So it has been a good seven years mm-hmm. since I have uh, since I've picked this game up, and that's where I'm coming from. I don't know if either of you guys have maybe played a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, I started playing in the open beta, um, and I played until shortly before Goblins and Gnomes came out, which was like the first real expansion. Um, Like they had a few expansions that were like, like single player content and you would get like 10 cards. Um, So I played then and then after like three expansions came out or something so like a year year and a half i actually came back and then played somewhat consistently for a long time um got kind of sick of it and then battlegrounds came out and i kind of just played battlegrounds a lot for a while and then um I don't know. I just, I just quit when Magic: The Gathering Arena came out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much entirely. Um, Magic is an, another card game. Uh, in a lot of ways, Hearthstone is based on Magic, um, and it's it's an it's a it's a different kind of experience in the card game genre um and i've been really enjoying that so yeah so it's been about a year a year and a half um i didn't i do not play card games super consistently uh but yeah since i've played hearthstone i don't think i'll be able to do as detailed as that um but like yeah i played it a lot when it first came out i want to say for well, okay. 
when it first came out, bro, like I was like, card games, that's lame as hell, right, James? And then James was like, well, actually, I don't think that. And I was like, what the fuck? And I felt alone because <laughs> um, everyone was playing card games around me. And I was like, you kids are nerds, dweebs, as was. That's a great reference to something that no one will understand. Um, <laughs> um, minus McCoy plus Claire. Um, anyways, okay. Um, but yeah, I actually did end up playing it. I think it's there was a lot of runoff from the StarCraft community. A lot of people retiring from competitive StarCraft into Hearthstone, which is fucking ridiculous um, as a premise. But you realize like there are a couple of components as to why that happens. And I think part of it is because people came to StarCraft to, for uh, for a strategy game and it is in theory a strategy game and it is in the category of strategy game. But it's like, bro, if you can't click fast, fuck your strategy. Um, and so I think when these people retired, they were like, did I even really get strategy out of StarCraft? They did, but not as much as they wanted. And they were like, whoa, this is a game that is strategy without all the clicking super fast asterisk certain builds you need to have really high apm which is hilarious but okay um as in certain like decks in and throughout the meta but yeah and so a lot of people that i was following at the time like transitioned into uh Hearthstone. oh the other thing is it's just another blizzard game right there's these clear people that follow developers like you see it with riot too right there's people that play league of legends and then valorant and then team fight tactics and that's like their fucking trifecta and you're like have you tried another game and they're like why would i and you're like i can't argue with that um, and so they, the same thing with Blizzard, right? People play World of Warcraft and then they might play Starcraft, but they might not. And then they play maybe Hearthstone. There's a lot of World of Warcraft and Hearthstone that I see. Um, anyways, so I think that helped me sort of get into the game back in the day. And then I probably played it, uh, on and off for years, was just horribly disappointed with my performance, uh, in the game because <laughs> I was just awful <laughs> forever. And then I think like a natural trajectory for me is like I start to then watch higher level people do it because I just that's just what I like to do is I like to see that. And I realized that there was an esports scene for Hearthstone that was actually really awesome. And it was like really like homey and it was like in a lot of people's houses at first and it was like very silly and playful. And it's way more beautiful to watch like the highest level decks and their interactions and people's small choices and plays in between that stuff than it is for me to actually pilot any of these decks because I'm just not good enough at card games or at least I wasn't at that time and so I would just like consistently realize that it was way more fun to like watch people do it um than it was to actually play so then naturally right then I stopped playing start playing a little bit less um, but I still follow say the podcast and I still follow the esports scene I feel like for years and years um because it's just lovely like, it was just, like, a lovely community at that time, and it was a lovely whatever, and it was super fun. Uh, and that it is interesting to think about these sorts of things at a high level, like, see what decks are countering what, and this person chooses a different tech card to answer this meta, and is it going to work, um, and all that stuff. And so, but that eventually, there's a natural trajectory there, too, and thereafter that I've learned. Is if you only watch a game, then you no longer feel what it's like to play the game you no longer have an internal feeling of the balance like oh that fucking deck is so bullshit because it just wrecks me on the lot you don't have any of that anymore you just are lost in that sort of like pundit land of like well i think this deck is strong against this deck and you're like ah well he says so so it must be true but you have no idea yourself and so eventually as they start to like roll through different cards you start to have less and less of a feeling of a core balance behind any of the cards and inevitably <clears throat> you will just get to a point where you're kind of lost because you didn't play any of the new set at all. And you've seen it played 
but you have no idea where it's going to go. You have no idea even about some of the certain interactions and you're just, your knowledge is just waning, like little by little. You're not, you're not understanding the nuances of certain things anymore. And then, God forbid, you take a break. You say, hey, I'm good for a little while. And then you come back and it's new cards still. You will never get back in. You are gone. Like unless you were going to take it as a homework project to re, to reevaluate the meta and to re-understand, like you are gone. So that's the trajectory. You start to play, at least for me, it's play, then watch, then eventually done. Uh, and it's happened with all these sports that I've followed so far, I feel like. And so that was my trajectory here, but it took many years. I don't know, four, five. I followed through many metas uh, and loved it. So that's that's where I'm at. And then I, I haven't played for years at this point now. So I probably played for the first four years or so maybe. Was out for three. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at. What about you, Melina? Um, I played some when it first came out, I think. I guess that was when I was playing. I was playing whenever you were playing, which sure. I think was when it first came out. Um. I had never played a card game before of any kind, so I was deeply bad at this game. But, like, I think kind of casually enjoyed it and was, like, enjoying learning about it. And we watched a lot of streams. We watched a lot of Hafu. Shout-outs mm-hmm. to Hafu. Yep, shout-out. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, like, sort of part She's of that great. that grind, <clears throat> but less intensely as you were. Well, she like... specifically was an arena god. That was what was so yeah. sick. She was part of this, like, elite crew of arena players because there's all the constructed players right and you've heard about them and they go into tournaments yeah, they were always kind of lame to me but then there's these people that are like no it's almost like the spire-esque where they're like i'm gonna do with i'm gonna make do mm-hmm. with what i get and i'm gonna do this thing and it's not about having the right deck or having the right whatever it's about like like making the right decisions along the way and like learning that that sort of unique system and what was so beautiful about that system is that if you watched pro players play constructed which is the one where you get to build your own decks you'd be like oh my god that deck looks so fun how do i get said deck fuck you is the answer you don't get said <laughs> deck you buy a million packs or some bullshit in arena, the most the- powerful card in any card game is the credit card <laughs> <laughs> reasonable Such a good i've never heard of that that a- is so real <laughs> definitely, yeah. mm-hmm. and so i did over the course of time, make constructed decks that were like the official lists. And I did use dust and whatever else to get there. And I did, you know, and keep in mind, bro, back in the day, there was this premise in arena where you could go infinite if you were good enough. I was never good enough, but like Hafu was, where she would gain gold from her arena runs. She was Mm -hmm. so good. I said, she could just do them forever. But the beauty of arena was that you could jump in and play at the exact same level as the streamers you were watching with the exact same cards. There was no barrier to entry behind opening packs for arena and i loved that component forever because it was like wow that arena run was so impressive i want to do one i can as opposed to wow this big priest deck is so impressive i want to do that i can't so there was there's was always that added element there for the arena streams sorry i interrupted you but i did want to talk about hafun's arena stuff because it is really interesting how that's like a different side to that game yeah, I feel like we'll probably get into arena because out of out of Hearthstone, I've definitely played the most um, arena. Like after, I never really understood constructed decks. I feel like once you get on that ladder, like you just get crushed by people. Um, and yeah, it was like the card grind, and I just like wasn't into it. But I I really liked arena, and I remember for a while like having there was like some uh, not program web 
web page where you could like draft your arena deck with the help of this web page that would like tell you which card to choose mm-hmm. like you would enter in the three cards that you had been just shown and it would tell you like which one they thought you should take so i did that for a while and like played quite a bit of arena and then um eventually just got tired of being bad i think and was like i don't understand this this card game thing and just i just fell off of it and then didn't play it for years and years. I got randomly, I don't know what was going on in my life that I was like, you know what I should boot up right now? Hearthstone. But I did like six months ago and just played for like three days a shit ton of the single player stuff, which I had never played before. But I think like, I don't know, James, correct me. You maybe understand it better. But I feel like every expansion comes with like its own little single player game mode mission style thing um and i just went through and played uh, a bunch of them Is that uh, how it they started that at some point um now most of them do i don't know if they all still come with single player content yeah. um but i would say that the single player content is like consistently good yeah, I great. had fun. I remember telling McCoy being like, yo, I'm having like weirdly a good time playing with this Hearthstone thing. But I didn't play any any like person v person Hearthstone until we booted it back up this week. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's my journey with Hearthstone. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our like I'm, I'm just thinking back to like McCoy mentioning why he fell off the Hearthstone train. And I, I don't know if it's like the same with you and you guys elena and james as much but i feel like the whole idea of just falling off the hearthstone train because of either i don't know just not wanting to invest the money into good cards and constantly being b or you know you put it down for a bit and you feel so behind on the meta or you just feel like you suck just because you took a break like i feel like that's probably the story that a lot of us have like, in particular, I know, like, people that it, it's happened to actually are my parents. Uh, hi, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> they loved Hearthstone so much. They would play versus people all the time. Uh, they, they got pretty good, I seem to recall. But they are people who do not want to in- actually pay real money for packs. And so my dad is just like... I don't know, Zoe. I keep on going into these like into these matches, and what is this card this guy's playing? And I look at it. I'm like, oh well, that's a legendary. You pay for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so eventually, yeah. For like, I know for him, it's just like he would just go into a, a game and feel like he's doing pretty well. Someone would whip out two or three legendaries, and then he's annihilated. And he's like, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. So I think um, you make. A, I remember that. Of, I guess maybe when we were playing, even maybe it was the beginning, At like the beginning, sure. maybe, I don't know, a year after it came out, like you started hitting people whose decks were just like legendary after legendary after legendary. And you were like, well, this doesn't make any, I'm not going to win this ever. And I either need to spend a lot of money on packs. Because the other thing that's different is like with Magic the Gathering, if you wanted to make it a constructed deck, you could go out and buy the card that you wanted. You could say, like, hey, there's this one card I want. I'm going to pay, I don't know, somewhere between $8 and $900 on eBay and get this card. Mm-hmm. 
But in Magic, you have to buy packs. So you aren't yes. even guaranteed to get the card that you want. And then you're working with dust and you're like trying to construct these things. And, and on top of that, let us not let us not forget the very important concept because Hearthstone is not a TCG. Or is it in the way that we would describe it? It might be in that category, but a TCG is a trading card game. Trading means, hey, Elena, I've got mm, an extra mm-hmm. of this card. Do you want it? I'll take two of the things you don't need. That also doesn't exist in this game But I used to trick my younger siblings into doing with their Pokemon cards in bad trades. Right, right. But but, but it... (laughs) Allegedly bad trades. Did you have any idea of the economy back then? Oh, I knew. (laughs) And I would get in trouble and then I'd have to give them back. (laughs) Because our parents would be like, what the fuck? You knew that this was... And I was like... I mean, yeah, but they did it. Look, so just because like, your but... kid's an idiot doesn't mean I have exactly. to fight. Exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, like... that's that's how I always got boyfriends in elementary school, and I knew <laughs> you, you traded them cards. You traded them. That's illegal in some states. Actually, no, I knew that a, a a guy liked me. Actually, it was I think it was a Digimon card. Damn it! But like, he gave me a blue eyes white dragon card. And oh, it's uh, it's, like, uh, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. 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 Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Also, well worth it. <laughs> yep. white dragon for like a date or two hell yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> he gave me that he gave me that card and i was like this guy loves me and then i promptly <laughs> traded it to somebody else because i never understood the economy <laughs> that's awful that's awful i did to a blue eyes but it's like the most signature card ever i don't know what that is i just it was it was shiny poetry. it's like the charizard of you it's way cooler than the red eyes black dragon, bro. It's way fucking cooler. Yeah. yeah. It's the one they mention on the show a lot. It's essentially a Pikachu or some shit. Like, you know, or a Charizard or something. It's, it's, really it's the Charizard of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's hella fun. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I was so I was just gonna say, like, that experience of going on the ladder and then like watching somebody who like paid a lot of money to the game and has like a a professional quality deck <laughs> yeah, sure um because they looked it up online yep. is extremely standard like that's yeah that's just mm-hmm. what the the standard constructed play experience is um and just across all online like card games Mm -hmm. um and i'm not saying it's a good thing but it is like very consistent like you just you just can't compete with a lot of players because they're willing to spend the money that you're not willing to spend and like maybe they're not very good at piloting the deck but they have the cards and that just gives them a huge step up right yeah like there's your skill as a as a factor and then there's card quality like as a factor Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. the matchmaking system is going to put you at a place where eventually your skill is like being maxed out if you would and then at some point in time you're going to watch someone who appears to have far lower skill than you just waltz through with a card quality deck and it's going to hurt your feelings and Mm -hmm. like Dude, all sorts of streamers do things where they go, okay, I'm jumping on the EU and I'm going to get a new account and I'm going to do it free to play. I'm going to do it free to play and I'm going to like get as far as I can. And they do what they can, but like, and you see there and it's like, they're trying to prove a point, but like really the point they're proving, which might also be the point that they're trying to prove underneath is just, 
yeah, if you're incredible, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like, like, okay, sure, maybe you can go farther than the rest of us. But at the end of the day, like, if, if you're just out there just playing, you're like, I am myself. <laughs> like, I can only be so much. Like, yeah, then card quality does. It really, dude, Constructed is, like, really, really about it, too. Plus, like, I don't know. There's, like, decks that seem like they're fun, right? Like, yeah. And it's, like, you want to play them. And that's just, like, that's this whole, yeah, that's this whole thing. I, I'm, I, Yeah, James. It's sad. It's sad because, okay, so when we talked about things changing over time and that, like, shaking us off, too, like, as being the other element of this, that's something that all modern games uh not all modern games but all modern i don't know multiplayer games sort of the fuck like half of them at least are dealing with like dude like go back to fucking apex after not having played apex a long time go back to league of legends after not having played league of legends for a long time and it's like they're balancing like keeping the people who literally play this as a lifestyle and you wonder how they make food and like those people have a thirst for content and then you balance that with like yeah i took a month off and like the first person looks at the person who took a month off and they're like what is wrong with you? How did you not live and breathe this game? And so then like they, they can't basically they, they can't balance for both these people. And so all these games will leave you behind if you don't play them. All of them. Like, and I actually think that is actually one of the really most more interesting elements of of Counter-Strike specifically in that it did not really change for like 15 years. And so people could come back and they played it when they were, you know, 10 years younger. And they're like, oh, I actually remember this game. And it's one of the very, 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 very few that does that at all. Because, dude, everything else is that experience with Hearthstone, right? Like, I, dude, all the multiplayer games I feel like we've ever played are like this, right? Mm-hmm. We're out of all of them now, pretty much, except for the ones we're currently playing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, dude, I can't go back to Overwatch. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can't go back to Apex. I guess I could, but I have to learn a bunch of shit. And people are going to be like, yeah, that's the fucking loot drop, and it rains from the sky, and then it, like, just swipes your credit card on it, and you just get a legendary, like, during the game. Like, sick. <laughs> like... All of these things, um, they like they're forced to change to to keep people interested. But then they are they just force out the people who play it slower or who take breaks. Like, have you guys had that yeah. experience with other games in your in your in your life? Oh, I mean, I yeah, think absolutely. that's what League is for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. I haven't touched League since I don't know. I think the last I played League was like 2016. I still watch it competitively, uh, mm-hmm. more so. But even watching it competitively, they, they've made so many changes and they're at least their their champion reveals have been so accelerated lately that like I swear, like the season the new season started and already there were like four characters on the map. I had no idea what they did. And I was yeah. like, four characters between October twenty twenty and january 2021 they like released four of like what the hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude do you remember back in the day when it was once one character every two weeks question mark they went crazy at the beginning and then they really slowed down in the middle i feel like do you guys remember that like right at the beginning of league of legends it was was, like every two weeks i i didn't know about league of legends at the beginning of league of legends dude they went crazy um and they just i mean like Oh, sorry. No, I go ahead. Go, go, go. I, I was going to say, like, I, I got into the league scene back when, like, a champion reveal was, like, considered, like, a resounding, like, rarity of, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. It was you big hear about news. the new AD carry? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Jinx. This new character. Jinx. Mm-hmm. It's going to be big. And then six months go by. Oh, my God. Another champion reveal. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, oh, my God. It's, like, every other month. I swear. It's just, like, new champion. New champion. 
Yeah. And if you were playing, it would be different. Like, but since you're not, like, that's what I mean. Like, you don't know the intricacies of how these characters work. Like, you might know how they work and you've seen them play, but you don't know that, like, that secret sauce stuff that you would if you played against them or if you played them specifically. Like, if you personally played this new character, then you would understand, God, it feels so uncomfortable at level two. Jesus Christ. Right? Like, but like, but all that shit just slowly, like, you, you can't learn it. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because that's what... Because I feel like doesn't everyone come to the esports scene because they like played Caitlyn and they were like, how the fuck do you carry on this character? <laughs> and then you're like watching it and you're like, what the fuck? That is amazing. Like, look at this dude. Um, and it's just like if you don't have the the base to play on, then it at least removes that element. It's not to say that you can't enjoy it. Of course you can. And we all do. But it's just sort of like it feels different, I feel like, over time. Right. Like how you can appreciate things. Mm-hmm. Right. It definitely helps. I mean, For I've sure. been learning to play Valorant a little bit recently and it like very much changes my ability to watch the game and understand it. Um, but I was going to say about Hearthstone that I don't know, I sort of, I don't hold constructed against Hearthstone, I think, because like, and I think that the, what we're talking about right now, like the, the difficulty jumping back in is most, most felt if you're trying to jump back into something like the competitive constructed game mode um where like if i were to walk in right actually okay one most of my decks are not you can't even play them in constructed anymore because the cards have all phased out and they're mm-hmm. now vintage or whatever they call it in hearthstone wild wild, wild. oh my so god I, launching yeah. the game for the first time and yeah. it's like hey by the way all these cards you have yeah are wild it's like a few now. cards like, have changed fuck? and you're like i'm like scrolling through being like oh there's like there's like 15 pages of these. Like <laughs> No, it's it's literally this experience. It's just, hey, I've got something for your attention. And you're like, awesome. And then it's like, click yes. Hey, I've got yeah. and it. Just, and it just goes for. No, it's a scroll. At least it's that. Is it? Yeah, it is. I did it because I, I scrolled through them this time around. No, but I mean, like, you're just talking about specifically putting cards into wild. But they want to be like, hey, okay, there's this true. new thing. They do have hey, a couple things to tell you. there's this new thing. But wait, my point is that... Um, I don't remember my point, but basically, I don't I don't hold constructed against Hearthstone because I think like that's a game mode that I'm not interested in playing. I don't have an interest in playing constructed decks of a card game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have interest really in playing Magic that way. I don't have an interest in playing, but I understand that some people do. Right for mm-hmm. some people who are into card games, that's what they want to do. They want to spend the money, make the decks, play other players, see if they can win. Great, go for it. Um, but like what I really liked about Hearthstone was essentially like the arena decks. Um. Because it doesn't require you to do that. And I found that actually this time around to be somewhat approachable to get back into. Like I did an arena run today that I drafted and I was like, okay, I mean, I don't know what these cards are. I've never seen any of them before in my life, but I know what a card is. Like I know what it, I understand what it does. And I understand like I'm supposed to have this bell curve thing going on. And I, you know, I drafted a reasonably successful arena deck mm-hmm. having not played one for five years yeah. um and i didn't feel what does so reasonably out. successful mean to you a uh, reasonably like reasonably three, three? We had, i had three wins yep hell yeah even which to me like for not having played for five years i was like this is i'm surprised i got any win. like this is fucking great mm-hmm. um and there was probably a win in there that we should have gotten. That I, 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 that fucked, one. I fucked a couple things up. I remember that one. Rough. As you do. When the rope comes out, it's yeah, just like it hurts. the yeah. tension. I just full <laughs> panic. Anytime the rope comes out, it's just full panic. Like I'm just just <laughs> random things. I just play whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anyways, I thought that Hearthstone was like, you know, not horrific to play again after so many years playing specific game modes. I would say that I feel differently than that. However, like I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was horrific. To no, play. I don't know if it's horrific. I mean, and it totally like what you're saying sounds totally reasonable to me. What I really struggled with is that I used to be not good because again i misplayed like a motherfucker but my knowledge base was really high mm -hmm. and so that was my strength my strength was like understanding what was possible well i'm facing against priests so these are the ways that priests can attack my board right like they can do it through shadow word pain they can do it through shadow word death and, and apparently there's like some other one like shadow word ruin that we saw today yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. anyways um but like i understood like they had like um, numbers I needed to be looking out for, right? Like they have Holy Nova. Like I knew that like innately. And so here I was thrust into like, I have no idea what anyone could ever do or not do. And so mm -hmm. you just have to accept that. But that is, boy, that was a hard pill yeah, for me to then swallow. Then you kind of get to learn it again. I don't know. It's also part of what I like about these games is like my brain, I enjoy trying to figure something out i'm pretty much once i figure it out i'm like okay cool i'm done like that's when i fell off of playing darkest dungeon was when i was like oh, okay i get it i get what you do and then i was like i was done um right but i so in some maybe maybe in that way like, i like coming back into hearthstone after a couple of years i'm like i don't know what the fuck any of this does let's let's go um yeah um <clears throat> i definitely agree that things like arena are like much better for a returning player. I think that battlegrounds is pretty good for a returning oh. player. Um, James, we're going to have to sort talk about that, that game mode at some point. Cause I play a lot um, of that this week. Did any of you guys try duels? No, no, no. I was afraid the, the duels mode. Dude, tell us about um, this a little bit. I'll, I'll be down to talk about that in a second. Um, I definitely, I, so I did a few arena runs today, um, and I got ridiculously lucky. I got like five legendaries in one Whoa. of my decks. So you were that guy I played um, who killed me and I was like, mm -hmm. fuck this guy. <laughs> I guess. No, I, I, no, I did really bad. I oh, mean, shit, I mean, I did like mind. four and three. <laughs> okay. Um, which isn't like really bad, but it's not great. That's still better than um, my quote but reasonably got... <laughs> successful run earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like going even is good, right? Going better than even is good. Mm -hmm. Going like, what's the max? Like 12 wins? 12, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I have one in my entire history of playing Hearthstone. Um, yeah. And that was back when I was like, paying really close attention and mm -hmm. i think i used that thing that tells you what picks to do because yeah, like the deck track, it's just free free wins mm -hmm. um like your deck improves dramatically if you have that level of understanding and um yeah i do not um but anyways um i just got tilted off the face of the earth <laughs> during one of my games with that um deck no it was a different deck that i thought was pretty decent until somebody um who was playing 
uh, shaman um, on turn seven, I want to say, summoned five minions that weren't, th- he, he had an empty board. Mm-hmm. And then he summoned five minions and then he played a card for one mana. Uh, two of them were three cost minions. Two of them were one cost minions. And then he had a totem, which is a one cost minion. And then he played a one cost card that transformed them all into random other minions of the same cost. Hmm. And he gained like 10, 10 of stats. Um, and he gained the card, um, a decent taunt card and a card that gives all of his minions, um, protection from like, cannot be targeted by spells and ability, uh, and, and hero powers. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't do anything for the rest of the game. Yep. Cause I'd already, wiped his board three times with my like board wipes like that I used well I got like three for ones and and then I just got hosed I love it it's such an idea and I was like what am I supposed to do it's like what are you supposed to do to play against this stuff Mm -hmm. just like he had an empty board on turn seven and then and then he got like just, I don't know, the I most do, ridiculous yeah. luck you've ever seen. James, I feel like um, you bring up a really good point that, like, I think, okay, so from what I remember when I first started playing Hearthstone to now, the cards have, in my mind, definitively become, like, just more bullshit. Like, McCoy yeah. and I had some experiences today as we were playing our, our arena run. We were just like, what the fuck? So when you when say- someone would pull a card out, I was just like, wait, they can do that. And then they would mm-hmm. pull out another one. And they'd be like, wait, that's only a one cost. Mm-hmm. So so hold on. So yeah. actually, this is something we should talk about. Because when you say more bullshit, just specifically, are you mm-hmm. referring to it does things that are wild or it's, like, too strong for its cost? Both. <laughs> because, oh, no, because, like, naturally, like, there's this thing called power creep in these card games that Mm -hmm. I've learned about over the years where they do get stronger, which uh, basically like is just a natural thing. And apparently like what it leads to is a really awkward effect effect where I think if you recognize a card in arena, I don't think you're supposed to pick it. (laughs) I think think that's true. That's like so sad. I'm yeah. like, I know Holy Yeah, Nova. yeah, Tazdingo. Right. Yeah. Like Tazdingo. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Tazdingo super... is now like essentially like there's a card that's like, I swear to God, it's like two Tazdingo like yeah, back to back. Three of them or something. Through a death rattle, and it's like the same cost, and like it might as well have the same fucking art. But yeah. yeah wait, so I think that Power Creep is super real, and it's mm-hmm. happening in Hearthstone, but it makes me really curious to play Magic next week because I feel like Magic's been around for so long that they must have to have this to like the millionth degree. Oh, the nine most broken cards in Magic were printed in the first set. Okay, never mind. Well, we'll we'll get more. Or maybe into that not next the nine, week, but, but at least but like, yeah, five or six of them. Yeah. But James, do they? wipe everything for a new set or is it like hearthstone where like we're still you can still do your fucking you know holy nova if you want like do you know what i'm saying like is um, it shout outs to holy nova <laughs> i swear they nerfed holy nova i could be wrong on that but yeah um, like do you know what i mean yeah i think they did 
Um, so they don't. What what one of the big differences between Magic and and Hearthstone outside of gameplay entirely is that Hearthstone has the the core set of cards, which is like the original cards that mm-hmm. were that the game shipped with. Um and they're just always part of the game, right? Um, and then the, the expansions are the things that rotate out every year, a set of them, uh, drops out of standard. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, um, all of those cards, all of the good ones, the fun ones, uh, have either been nerfed or banned from standard um standard being those cards plus like this year of expansions right um, and that's what like standard competitive game mode is if they were going to go play yeah. somebody else right so because they just showed up in every single deck like because a card showed up in every single deck for that class for like three years, um, it it would get either banned or nerfed because they need reasons for you to buy the new cards. <laughs> um, and also, like the changing experience is fun for the the people that play a lot. Um, But what it means is that a returning player uh, looks at these cards and says, like, these were all of my favorite cards and they do nothing anymore. Um, Or whatever. Like, so that's how Hearthstone does it. Magic... The core set is rotating just like all the rest of the cards. They release a new core set every year. Um, And also they reprint cards um, kind of somewhat constantly, like not very many, but a few of them. So there's these kind of constant, somewhat expected um mainstays of the colors in magic um in the same sense that there are these mainstay cards in the classes mm-hmm. but um because they rotate it's easier to kind of mold the standard experience in the way that the um designers want so that it can change every year a little bit yeah it is it is fascinating though. Like these games must change. Specifically these trading card games, like mm-hmm. must, must change. Cause they kinda get I don't know if it's solve, but it's like stale. And it's interesting when mm-hmm. I was tuning into the Hearthstone podcast again, it was like a portal back in time. Cause it was like, yeah, fucking this one I forget what it is, it's like ramp uh ramp 
paladin or something like ramp paladins like fucking out of control and like it's just like the devs are going to work on it like maybe they, they said that they don't want to change it for a little bit but they answered it in an ama that maybe they will and so it's kind of bullshit again and so we're just we're waiting and hoping that they're going to like fix this and i'm like you're just still in hell like <laughs> which is like this i guess what your perception is is like totally imbalanced deck just rushing everything and murdering it. i mean of course they, it's not this bad but the point is you know they are still in that world where they're hoping for the dev patch to fix a couple of things and those things are going to come in to fix halfway through the set time and then they're going to have a whole new set and it's going to have problems and in fact dude they even said in the ama that the devs say like we knew about this problem that you were talking about but we don't like to have our our sets be we want our sets to have rough edges and i think they firmly believe that rough edges like shit that's kind of broken like, or dominates the measure that you should be able to exploit and make some super powerful deck yeah, and maybe that super powerful deck should just rock the fucking ladder for like six weeks until people come, not until people complain enough. Like they will complain that entire time and it will be like known. Or until someone finds an answer to it. I mean, it's right. like well, one weird thing about like high level Hearthstone that I only vaguely understand. So I'm sorry if you understand high level Hearthstone, but like there's the ladder, right? And there's maybe this one deck that's really good, like Ramp Paladin, if that's even a deck that we're sorry but like ramp pound is crazy powerful but there's this like other deck unramp druid that counters it and so now everyone's playing one of those two decks but there's a deck that like can do both of them so like there's this weird interplay Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming similar things happen with like competitive magic where you sort of have to like guess what you might be going up against and certain decks will be against good against other decks and then Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just like a whole side of like competitive card games that holds almost no interest to me i think it is interesting as a thing that happens but i don't want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. it makes these really interesting um the the cycle of a set is actually very intentional um these days Mm -hmm. um where devs will release an expansion and there's a lot of activity there's a lot of people experimenting with cards right at the very beginning in the first Mm -hmm. few weeks um that's when all of the casual people jump back in try everything out Mm -hmm. um but also the more serious people um experiment try the wacky things um realize the wacky things still suck go back to the standard things um the face hunter whatever mm-hmm. um and um the kind of the meta evens out and everybody figures out what the powerful decks are and then um so that's probably two weeks after launch and then there's like three months of no major changes and that's very intentional because there's well first of all um for professional players yeah they get frustrated at stuff but they would get really frustrated if the meta changed every week and they were trying to play on a professional level Mm -hmm. uh in tournaments when the meta was changing every week and it does happen 
I mean, that's a famous yeah. sports story. Is meta changes before, mm-hmm. like meta changes Didn't by that a dev. Happen in League, like yes. right before yeah, yeah, yeah. Worlds, Worlds yeah, where they times, changed, like mm-hmm. a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. years. I mean, they love a couple that. years ago, maybe like four years that's ago. That's their bread point. and butter. Is changing and shit it's... before a big tournament because they want to see they want people who are innovators to like come out and have an advantage, whereas yeah. innovators are destroyed. Because what an innovator is is it's someone who was smart enough to figure out some new shit that another person who's not smart enough to figure that shit out instantaneously picks up from you with better better mechanics and beats you forever so they want the innovators to have some chance because it's a cool cinderella story but the problem is like yeah like innovators i mean innovators purposes are to like essentially just get farmed by other people and have their ideas (laughs) stolen so sorry there's a degree of luck to it like let's say there were some weird changes in league and it turns out fucking what was that oh what's the fire guy what which one? Brand? Brand. The support. And it turns out brand support is <laughs> yeah. now the strongest thing in the whole game. And that one random team from like the Ukraine has a guy who plays that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's just like, this is my moment. Yeah, like yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a certain yeah, yeah. degree of luck in it to be able to like one, find that thing and be like, oh wait, I was playing my brand support like I always do on Saturday nights. And this is my <laughs> fucking blue people out of the water. Yeah. And so there's like a degree of luck to like right place, right time. It's not necessarily skill based. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. One yeah. time in league, I saw a guy play brand support in I think at wild. Worlds, yeah, yeah. and it was amazing. It was wild. Yeah, it was definitely wild. You'd love to see it. No, but it's all these games have um, had moments like this before tournaments. All of them. All of them. StarCraft. I mean, League. Fucking. <sighs> but I'm yeah. Just... So the end of the end of my point. Sorry to go for it. No, no, please. Just the end of my point is that there's a bunch of people. It's not the largest section of the community, but it's certainly a section of the community really likes making small adjustments to decks to try and perfect it for the meta Mm -hmm. um, in order to get these like small advantages that allow them to climb uh, the rankings better. Um, And so those like deck perfectors really get a lot of value out of those months of kind of nothing changing um and so like there are players for every part of that kind of series uh the curve of um of a set coming out would you say Um, that then that ends with nerfs I mean, I've almost never seen buffs in my life. <laughs> like, it just ends with like, yeah, you're right. That shit's bullshit. We knew. Mm-hmm. And they turn it down. Like, um, I mean, I think that's like at least been a pattern I've seen probably 10 times. In Hearthstone specifically? Sure. Um, Sort of. Um, I don't know. Hearthstone was always kind of questionable about this stuff to me. Um. Like, they didn't give you more than nine deck slots for a long time because they thought it would be confusing for new players. Like, <laughs> maybe so you true. can't count to ten. <laughs> um, and, yeah. like, that's the strangest, most embarrassing argument I've ever heard. Like, who the fuck can't count past nine? Like, <laughs> They're new, James. Um, They're new. <laughs> But it's funny yeah, though. But like okay, new I, doesn't mean a baby. But yeah, anyways. No, 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 wait, wait. Um, On the counter to that though, James, I do want to say, and this is something we'll get to, and we don't have to transition into it exactly now, but as a returning player, they have definitely put a bunch of shit in that fucking menu 
that definitely confuses me and I may be a baby, but like, (laughs) well, yeah, but so there's a difference between like adding a whole bunch of shit to the menu yeah, and like giving you more of the same thing. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a two big tabs of between... deck slots yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is is very different from just what so they many did to the menu. Quests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think what they did is a travesty, but we can get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I would say, on the... um, okay. Yeah, go, 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 go. I was gonna say on the constructed meta. It is interesting, like, whether or not, Elena, you want to play it. There is this concept of, you know, early on in the set, maybe aggro decks are out. Mm-hmm. Because no one has a well-crafted deck that can fight aggro decks, except for that dude who's playing last season's deck that crushes aggro decks. And he's doing so because he knows that there's a bunch of cheesy aggro people out there. And there's a bunch of people with untuned decks. And so then later, the control decks maybe start to squash down on the aggro. And then people stop playing aggro, which then allows you to play greedier and greedier decks that are that fight later in later games. So there's this like trajectory to it. It doesn't always exactly follow that sort of thing, but there is that kind of thing. And so there's like very clear strategies about ladder. Like how do I approach the ladder? What am I seeing on the ladder? How do I counter the ladder while still having good matchups elsewhere? And like Hearthstone was one of the more interesting games of this. Probably other games have this too, but there's all these like third-party websites like hsreplay.com and like whatever else it was like stuff that came from maybe starcraft question mark maybe world of warcraft doesn't matter but they had like deck matchups like yo this ramp paladin has a you know 60 40 matchup against these decks and it has a you know 40 60 against this one so that's a hard counter but then this one is good at essentially killing zero other decks so it's like you're then measuring like how much, okay, I, I face Ramp Paladin every fucking day. I swear to God, three times a day out of six games. So you're like, well, I guess I could just maybe win a good chance of the, you know, like if I, so then there's like all this counter stuff that goes on. And so I think that's, there is an interesting element there and it is way more beautiful when you see it at tournaments because tournaments are oftentimes things like best of series where you get to like ban characters, like you could ban Paladin. Like, fuck Paladin. That deck's dumb. But then in a world without Paladin, what can I bring to the table to like dominate that world? Right? And so they can like set their conditions and both sides are doing it. And then they have to win with each deck in some cases, or they have to win a certain amount of time. And so there's like these interesting strategies of like they bring an aggro deck, but then they also bring a control deck, hoping that this matchup works for them. And so it's like ladder on steroids. Uh so there is that that's that's the constructed grind, is like understanding what you're facing, how to counter it while still shoring your bets against other things and then just expanding that out further. Um, yeah. It is cool, to be honest. Like, sure. there is that. But then they nerf things at the end because they're like, whoops, it's bullshit. We're sorry. Um, I don't know. Again, like, I don't really feel the need to take issue with Hearthstone for any of that because it's not something that I'm interested in playing and it sounds pretty somewhat standard to card games i mean maybe they're doing it worse than magic james kind of argued but like no there's gonna be some of this happening in every card game that you play if you want to play competitive constructive constructed decks so one person who i follow on twitter is um brian kibler Mm -hmm. who is one of the most popular hearthstone content creators he's also in the Magic the Gathering Hall of Fame. Hmm. Um, 
and he, um, I mean, he's been a game designer. He has a lot of very informed opinions about card games. Um, and he, his stance is basically Hearthstone needs to break away from the core set, um, the base set, hmm. because it's just not helping the game do what it's trying to do. Um, and I think that the one thing that it helps it do is it helps the player who's returning after an absence still have a collection. But the problem is like we as returning players, like none of the cards are the same and all of the cards that are the same are trash. Yeah. So, Should, like we so can't go in what's the benefit of that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like the children. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Thing is trash. Yeah. yeah. That it? thing was a decent play on turn four in before any expansion came out. Right. Yeah, another And the second an expansion this, came yeah. out, it was like, wait, this thing is trash. You know what I've always thought they needed for the returning player experience? I thought this sounds ridiculous, but bro, like we live in this world where like content creators and devs can fucking walk hand in hand uh down the fucking merry way. Um like they need a monthly like meta recap that a fucking community member would do that's just in the fucking game that just says here's what constructed's been fucking up to like these sorts of decks are skyrocketing out you see these aggro decks all over the place and people are starting to counter with these sorts of things here's the core components of these decks how they work and how you might want to think about playing against them bro dude if they had that like i would already be back in mm -hmm. it probably takes 10 minutes but i have no idea because so for, for you elena the idea of solving it in the sense of like i want to figure it out it's like you're okay with coming from nothing and building mm -hmm. from there like i, I want to come from some assembly of understanding but it's like, i don't think that there. you so the thing about yeah. that that um video whatever yeah. breakdown is that it's completely useless to you without a collection without any cards mm -hmm. yeah i think that'd be mm -hmm. um, a problem mm-hmm It'll they help would have you. Have to be willing to give you watching cards. pro magic or whatever pro Hearthstone, but it won't help you with anything else. Mm. And um, I mean, part of the experience of playing the game is like building your collection and then figuring out what you can do with those cards. Mm -hmm. Um, like that's one way to play the game. Um. Yeah, they would. It's I mean, not they a would... successful way to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> like you lose a lot. Yeah, um, yeah we've all tested that. Yeah, I think Hard to stuck make at rank twenty five or whatever to mm -hmm. make um, the constructed work for returning players or for people who've been out of the game for a while. They would almost have to be willing to be like, "Oh, I see you haven't logged in for a month. Here are ten packs to open right now." So you, I mean, if they wanted to mm -hmm. remove those those original starting cards too and like take them out of the rotation. They'd have to replace them with something. They do to... it with dust a little? They do it with dust a little. They do have a welcome back card thing that you can purchase for uh -huh. $20. But nice. this is what I'm yep. thinking. It's like because the way that they make their money is by selling you packs, they're not willing to do that to make this constructed more approachable to someone who's been out of the game for a while or maybe is just starting the game. Um, I guess I don't know what the experience is like if you're just starting the game, but that's why I think something like I mean 
arena is dope because you don't need the cards. You do have to pay for it, sort of, with your in-game currency. Which yeah. they switched from gold to scrolls at some point. Yeah. Well, gold is still there. No? The gold is yeah. still there, it's, and the yeah, gold yeah. is still what you use to play arena. You buy arena runs with gold, but when you finish a game, you get scrolls. When you complete quests, you get scrolls, too. Scrolls are like experience in the uh, battle pass. Right. Uh, which they now have. I feel like mm-hmm. we can just which briefly touch mm-hmm. on this. And I, pre- I think we can all probably agree that what they did here was bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. There used Feels to bad. Be, Jesus Christ. Well, it used to be that you had three daily quests, maybe, or like two daily and a yeah, weekly yeah, yeah. or like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And as you finish them, three you daily. got gold question mark yeah gold gold Mm -hmm. Gold. and now i don't know every time i boot up the game no matter what it's just like there's like 10 different things and then there's these weird menu pages with just a they're like kind of like achievements almost in video games they're they're literally called very literally achievements yeah Yeah. i didn't really look that much into him all i saw is when james was streaming us that one game like he had to go in and physically click on each one that he had gotten which just and there were like unnecessary like i finished one game and it was like Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like seven things that I had to go and like find in the menus. Well, yeah, and like Adam click on if you don't give the player success in the first game, right? <laughs> but then wait, <laughs> then for, those, and for those, you get, you get scrolls, which actually I never even looked to see what scrolls So, So you. basically there's like many things, but like the battle pass is one example of like you use these scrolls are experienced to to go down a path and along the path they give you gold sometimes when they feel like it and other times packs it's a pack mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so they and sometimes it's an arena run mm-hmm. right so in other words they didn't want you to choose what you do with your resources mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i mean that's just essentially what it is right like yeah the so but they, also, they modernized the game. <laughs> I mean, certainly, like, that's what every motherfucker well, is doing they, now. Yeah. It's, I mean, Hearthstone was already like the cash cow for Blizzard. Like, mm-hmm. that and WoW, you know? It's, and WoW, you only pay 15 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. Hearthstone, you pay like $300 every <laughs> three months. Um, Unlucky. Yeah, and I mean, already if they get you to buy that welcome backpack. Though he was saying like that's twenty bucks. That's already more than you spend on your WoW subscription. But I think it's actually spiritually yeah. the most beautiful welcome back concept ever. It's like welcome back, and they extend their hand to take your credit card. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, bro. I've missed you. <laughs> yeah. God yeah, I can see that. God, that's hella funny. Oh my god. It's like complete with like this messaging that is just like, get right back into it. But first, don't forget to update your credit card information. What's that pin on the back? Yeah, exactly. Check your expiration date. I finished a a Battlegrounds run. And um, I came in like seventh because on round seven, somebody did 36 damage to me. Um, and I don't know how, but it, that's a lot because you start with 40 life. Okay. Um, and Bob was like, to improve your performance, 
check out the perks oh, section. Oh, fuck yeah. that shit. Wait, James, oh. I was like, and, boy heard and me yell about section, this and was like, I don't get it, what's the wrong? The perks section is, um, is spending money. It's pay to win. Mm-hmm. He's literally like, I um, noticed that you didn't do very well. Have you considered giving me money? It's terrible. Yeah. It's like oh my god, twelve hundred gold, or ten dollars to unlock. Getting four options for heroes instead of two, which, by the way, is one of the most important questions in the whole game. Like the hero that you choose at the beginning, because mm-hmm. there's some that are just so much better than others. Like it's dumb how better they are. Yeah, really. Um, that's sad. And, um, so you just don't get access to that shit unless you pay money. You, you only get, you get a choice of one out of two instead of one out of four. That's Um, like, that's, it's not even. And that's the only difference. I'm trying to think, is that, that's not even the equivalent of having more characters to choose from in arena. Although maybe it is if like mage is like really broken in the meta or something right then. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's far more significant Hmm. um because some of them are like embarrassing how bad they are and some of them are like shocking how overpowered they are well that's because like Um, just the premise i'm sorry james i mean i could be so ignorant on this but the premise that that game mode gets balanced at all is just ridiculous to me because it's like who the fuck could even possibly know what happens with these two boards fighting each other like oh um yeah, no, that game is that game mode is actually like shockingly balanced for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's like at the level of getting decent heroes like on par with each other heroes and being skillful at the game. Um there's a ton of strategy, like a shocking amount of strategy mm-hmm. um in that game. It's like compared to auto other auto battlers. Wow, I can't speak. Compared to other auto battlers, there's less strategy to it. I would say just because, I mean, there's only seven slots for your heroes. The bank is a lot easier to manage, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that it's really fun to have that kind of free, repeatable experience in the game. It is um, free, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's free, but it's pay to win. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it isn't, it isn't. You can grind it either way. Like, I played quite a bit of it this week, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, sort mm-hmm. of. I have mixed feelings yeah. on that game mode. It's just so fascinating to me. You guys can talk about this game all you want. Not my eyes will glaze over or whatever. But um, they could have, for business reasons, they couldn't have probably. But they could have made a game that was a full-priced game that gave you all the cards. Now, this would be leaving whales just running around with bags of money that they're not paying you for. But, like, they could have done that. And I was the reason why I say that is because, like, dude, that's what Slay the Spire is. Like, Slay the Spire is Hearthstone, but they don't have any of the pay-to-win in there at all. Yeah, but totally <laughs> no, they have pay-to-play. You have to spend 20 bucks on it. Right. But then once you do, 
it respects you. <laughs> I spent twenty dollars at Hearthstone, and I don't think it respected me. <laughs> like they're com- I don't know. No, 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 no. I understand they're you, both. You can't card get games. any respect from Hearthstone. Yeah. Like technically, they are both card names, and they're card games, and therefore similar. But they are essentially completely unlike in every other way. I think. I mean, I think they're completely different experiences. But I'm. I'm gonna say. Well, to have you, you tried things? Dungeon Run? I did it a little. Um, are you, yeah, that's Dungeon so, it's Run one of the single player one of ones. The, yeah, it's like the first good single player content that they made. Yeah. And it's excellent. It's very similar to um and like all the ones that have come after it. Or maybe there was one before it, I can't remember, but Dungeon Run is like the name that I remember. Um it's very similar to Slay the Spire in that you you get a starting deck and you have to um, beat these AI um, and each level you get a choice of three cards to add to your deck mm-hmm. or, or three packs of three cards. Um, and then occasionally you get like special bonuses um, and then you have to ramp up and try and beat the bo- fo- the boss at the very end which is very difficult um and it's really fun mm-hmm. uh but it is kind of like slay the spire light yeah it's not as deep as slay the spire i think obviously probably um but no i agree it was really i played that one like about six months ago maybe um and it was one of the ones i really liked i know zoe you pl- you played a bunch of the single player content this mm. week right yeah, actually, that's all that I focused on, really. I didn't play yeah. any arena. I didn't play any of the battlegrounds. Um, I was thinking about doing, like, the Slay the Spire-esque mode, except that, to be honest, I was in the mood of, like, if I'm going to do a Slay the Spire-esque thing, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play, play Slay, the Spire. Slay the Spire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so I played a lot of the single-player content this time around, and actually, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it was I found just it a very really nice fun. chill way. Yeah, it it was just a it, it was a nice chill way to like play against the AI, and like because it's against the AI, you have a pretty resounding success rate. Um, but yeah. also, just kind of what I liked about it is that you can do. I, I did the um, oh god, I forget. It's it's like the hero tales or something. So like you pick one of the like one of the heroes and you essentially go through their origin story mm-hmm. um so i think i did like Jaina's mm. first and the nice part about that is like there is like this overarching story i guess you you go against eight challenges mm. um and your deck is pre-made for you and the deck uh develops after you complete each challenge so like your first encounter you have a very basic mage deck Um, but then as you play the game like the seventh and eighth challenges you do you have a lot of those legendary mage cards um and you know like higher rarity higher uh, ability cards uh, in your deck which i thought was just really cool because then it's like i could get a taste of what having a legendary card was like without actually paying the money for it 
And like, sure, the card disappears after I complete the story mode of that. I never get to get it again unless I pay a price of five ninety nine. <laughs> but like, but uh, it was nice just to be able to experience, you know, just the like playing a card and being like, wow, I wiped the whole board and I dealt twenty damage to this guy. I'm the one who's uh, <laughs> who's on top this time. Um, so I don't know. It, it was like a cool way to kind of give like. I think it it is honestly smart for Blizzard to do just because it gives you a sneak preview of like the power that a Mm -hmm. lot of those cards can hold. Uh, So then if you want to perhaps craft a deck like that, like you can go on and pay the money for it. You do get a deck of cards after you complete a hero story line. Like I think I got like the Jaina card pack that I could open that had surprise four commons and a rare, um, <laughs> but like, but I don't know. It, it was just like a cool way, at least for me, having not played it for seven years or so, to kind of get back mm-hmm. into what each class of character does, mm-hmm. because you're playing against uh, challenges that play the same cards back at you, so you know mage decks are very spell heavy so i was playing against opponents that would deal spell damage stuff back to me so i knew how to counter that more easily um so yeah i I thought it was cool i i was having a lot of fun with it it was just a nice chill experience and then you know you also just get the the bonus content afterwards um as well some great i i don't know like also it, it it provides a I guess, different objectives for each of the encounters as well, which I thought was interesting. So instead of just, you know, defeating your typical 30 health opponent, um, some of the challenges were stuff like, um, like, oh, there's this 200 health portal that you need to go through that's going to just constantly be tossing enemies at you and the portal doesn't have a deck limit. So you just need to whittle down this portal that you know costs one mana to deal 10 damage to it so you have to kind of mitigate dealing damage to the portal plus crowd control Mm -hmm. um so they they had like different uh i guess just yeah different modes i guess within each story as well that kind of kept it fresh and interesting Mm -hmm. as well i don't know if any of us are educated enough to answer this but i seem to recall that some of those are actually based off of like famous world of warcraft like story encounters i think that's true it definitely seemed that way i mean like they they definitely like brought up some cast of characters that they're just like ah yes and then this guy shows up and they make Mm -hmm. this grand entrance and you're like I feel like I should be cheering or <laughs> I booing. Feel I don't something. know. <laughs> yeah. I the only I've heard this voice actor before. Yeah, the uh, so the only small piece that I know is I happen to know that a lot of the voice actors are the same from World of Warcraft into Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Um, same characters, mm-hmm. yeah. For the same characters. So in that way it ties the whole universe together. But yeah, yeah I just wanna like agree with Zoe basically that I, I played a lot of the single player content and I really liked it was surprised by how much I liked it. And, like, found it to be well-designed. And I think it does – it it solves some of the problems that we have with, like, something like trying to jump back into Hearthstone-constructed decks for whatever reason mm-hmm. you would ever do that. But mm-hmm. where the, the single-player content, like, really ramps slowly. So you have a chance to, like, look at the cards and be like, okay, I understand these seven cards. Okay, now I'm getting three more cards. Okay, now I understand these ten cards. And it kind mm-hmm. of – it builds up your your um your knowledge base as you go. 
Mm-hmm. And if you fail, mm-hmm. you just go back and you can choose to either do the same thing again or pick a new hero and try something else. So um, I imagine since they're some of these single player content things are probably older, I imagine mm-hmm. some of the cards might be things you've seen before. Yeah. And some of them are mm-hmm. for like cards you can't even play anymore in. So like you could play some of the really old content and it'll, if you click in, it'll be like, just an FYI, like this is retired. Like you can't even get these cards. Mm-hmm. You can you can get them. You can't play them. Um. But I also found just for someone who, like, I, like, kind of like I said earlier, like, I, I enjoy just sitting down and, like, trying to figure something out for a while and, like, solve the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that a lot of the single-player content had, like, good puzzles that were worth solving. Like, because I was in, like, that 200 health portal. Like, that's not just a standard game that you're trying to play. It's, like, there's a way to play. There's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or some of, like, the end bosses in the Spire Run, like, one. The end boss has, like, a re- just is insane is so so unbalanced and so you're sitting there and the first time you play them you're like well fuck this shit i can't do this but then the next time you play it through you're kind of like thinking about it as you go and trying to figure out what you could do to counter that and how you're going to survive this fight and what you're going to do um so i just i thought they were they were just good they were good (laughs) i like the single player content in this game which i didn't expect it to even really have like I, i thought it would all be trash to right. be honest, but it's not. So my question, I guess, is um, at the time, is this true or not? I can't remember. But like, well, okay, I guess like I, I will ask you guys now, like, do you have to pay for any of this single player content or is it all free? Uh, I haven't uh, the reached The stuff a that we're talking wall. about is free. Okay. Yeah, I think it's all free. Because say what you will about the, the, the cost scheme to this, and boy, we have our complaints about it. Mm-hmm. The upside or the gift that hearthstone gave to the world through essentially just putting an iv drip on whales credit cards was all this for absolute Mm -hmm. free absolute free uh which is actually really cool and free-to-play games are strange like that because like no one can agree on how much you should pay for them but they all agree that like boy we played like a thousand hours and so it's like what is a thousand dollars worth it's like i don't know in movie currency it's a lot um in game currency it's a lot less um, and a lot of people have this like style of like I, I don't want to pay any money for a free to play game, but like boy, they gave a lot for free in these single player yeah. games, especially over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, definitely... it, it was. Go, it, it's yeah. really cool that they they have. Um, I, I'm glad that it hasn't been tossed to the wayside uh, as the game has developed and progressed uh, in its meta. Um, in fact, like after playing some of the single player content, like I would probably go and encourage my parents to re-download it and play the single player content in it mm-hmm. because that definitely seems to be what they were going for when they first were playing the game. So it's like for anybody who just is like, oh, I used to love Hearthstone, but uh, it's it's progressed too much for me. Then it's like I would actually encourage them to re-download it and at least play the single player content because of how well it's done. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Like, I think when I booted Hearthstone back up six months ago, because I was having some kind of pandemic crisis, I immediately was like, well, I don't actually want to play this game. But I kind of clicked into some of the single player. Cause, well, cause I was like, well, I'm not, I don't want to play Constructed. I mean, I'm not yeah. that low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunate but like the single player content was exactly what I wanted from Hearthstone in that moment it was a card game it was Hearthstone like you get all like the cool design nice card art and whatever and the noises and the voice acting 
um, in this kind of like puzzly, lovely to play, super chill little package, um, which I really enjoyed. I'm just amazed you're able to find the single player content in the fucking menu, bro. Yeah, they fucked it. Does, up. It does take a while to get get to it. I couldn't find <laughs> arena this time because they mm-hmm. hid it's arena in modes, like yeah. inside modes. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, too, they do try to highlight it with the new yeah. flashing yeah. at you. But then again, yeah. there's five other things that say so new, many new things. flashing. Because we all haven't logged in for like for so long. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, is true. new. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um James, should we? Yeah. You and I just briefly have a heart to heart about this whole battlegrounds thing. Probably. It's time. I mean, yeah. Let's do okay. that. I think as I an outsider this... looking in, this mode is wild. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So I think for like podcast listener context, James, I don't know. At the beginning of the week, streamed us all an arena run, which was a disaster. And then, not because of James, because it was too many cooks in the kitchen, and also we just had a bad. It no, was just bad luck. No, no, I think it was it, just bad. It luck. was, it was not, just bad luck. I probably made decent decisions given what I we think. Had. I don't know. I think actually, the quality of picks goes up the more people are talking about it. Um, probably in general. We did um, just get offered like no legendaries and nothing good. Well, yeah, we got offered like the same trash cards a bunch of times in a row. Yeah. That's true. And it was very bad. We built synergies um, off of a card that I think I would consider to be terrible. Yeah. I think everyone would deck. consider it to be terrible. Like yeah. I think that card is objectively awful. <laughs> and we were like, well, we have nothing else, so this yeah but anyway so that was Um, that was a train wreck and so james was like well to unwind let's play some battlegrounds and i think zoe mccoy and i all just do with it like essentially with our mouths open being like just what the fuck is happening and she's like will you just do this and he's like frantically clicking as the rope is going down and like none of us can and things are upgraded and he's selling a lot of stuff and there's it was and then when you play the cards just hit each other like there's no rhyme or reason i mean i'm sure there's rhyme or reason but it just goes yeah you it's like so there's two different um modes there's like the setup phase where you set up your board and then there's the fight where you fight another person's board and in that fight all of the minions attacking other minions is randomized um Sort of. They go left to right, uh, well, yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah, so that's the game mode, question mark, sort of. Yeah. Um, so basically, after that experience, I thought to myself, I would like to play this game mode. And so I, bo- I booted that bad boy up and played a pretty decent amount this week. Um and I have mixed feelings on it. <laughs> the side. I, I just. <laughs> I like, I see it, I guess, as a thing that people could be into. Mm-hmm. There's clearly, there are clearly metas happening, right? And like, sometimes you would get into a lobby and someone would just be astronomically better than you. And you'd be like, well, I don't, I don't know what he knows. I don't know what, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. There's some like basic There's things I think. You can figure yeah. out pretty quickly. And as someone who likes to sort of like figure things out and like try and figure out the puzzle of how to be good at this, I enjoyed it. 
Um, I did rage quit a couple times because that <laughs> fucking timer is brutal. Mm-hmm. You're playing on a trackpad, step one. It's so fast. You should be playing on a StarCraft professional mouse. Okay, no, but here is what <laughs> really upset me. Okay, so there's the, the classic Hearthstone rope thing. It's burning down, it's burning down, it's burning down. But at the very end of that rope, there's a little while where it's burning down before it kabooms. But it's not actually, it's like it's done. It's already finished and you can't do anything during that time. But it will like let you do it, but then it will put it back. Yep. Yeah. And so there's like, it's the timing is wrong. It doesn't, it's not real. It doesn't line up. And so I'm sitting there being like, okay, I got it. I'm going to quick like buy this, put it. And I try to like put it into my minions that are about to fight. And it like puts it there and then it like takes it out. And like. And that was your whole strategy. That was and my now whole strategy. Yeah, and now your board is just trash. It's just and then trash. You just lose. And yeah. so I, mm-hmm. I literally rage quit, yeah. and then I, I sat there for like ten minutes, and then I booted it back up. I was like, "Let's fucking go. We're going again." <laughs> <That's ridiculous. laughs> um, Elena, I want to introduce you to other auto battlers. Okay, wait, no, because here's here's my real end of the week thoughts on this game mode. I found this game mode to be deeply addicting because it scratches that itch of like trying to figure something out and just like just one more run. It's not that long. Oh, my last one, I just like didn't have good luck or whatever. I came in second and I wanted to come in first. So just boot up one more. And I find that to be very dangerous. I don't like that addiction cycle of like I'm up and it's 2 a.m. and I'm just roll. And McCoy's like, why are you still awake? And I'm like, just one more, bro. Just one more. Dude, it's so hilarious that you would even characterize it like that because it's me being like, hey, you should go to bed. And then you getting aggro on me. Oh, I get really like, upset. You. And I'm like, no, this is this is I'm not saying this you for me. I'm saying this for you. <laughs> you instantaneously become my parents and I become a teenager. I know. <laughs> it's I like know. really rough. I've definitely described like that. Before. Like I just got caught essentially reading underneath the the covers and my yeah, parents exactly. are like trying to take my book away and i'm like, just the end of the chapter just the end of the chapter and i'm like you're lying to me i don't really want to um, care about this because i want to go to sleep but you're yeah. lying to me <laughs> just wait, so you here's know my other thing about this game mode though so i find to one be very addicting and mm-hmm. two to like sort of give you nothing back like after playing this game hmm. mode for a couple hours i felt dead inside yeah, like i felt hollow right. as a human being yeah. in a way that i recognized oh, from like addictive elena you're finally a gamer <laughs> can i be a capital g gamer now yeah, definitely <laughs> but it, i don't know it kind of gave me a feeling and i can't i can't like put my finger on what in the game design did that but it was a very distinct feeling of like i am both addicted to this and and I don't like how it makes... I don't feel good about this. So here's my theory. I have no evidence. My theory is this game reminds me of... Why is it called? Battle Train or some shit? Like that... It's just like Slay the Spire, bro, except that... Monster Train? Monster Train. Except like instead of doing uh, 12 damage, you do 1,276 damage. So it's like the numbers are so high you can't do any of the math in your head and like the sequence is so long like 90 attacks happen in one turn in a sequence and you're like sitting there like I don't even know how to set up a spreadsheet to calculate this like and I don't want to find out so it goes into that like I feel like now maybe you guys as experienced players feel differently but it goes into that like chaotic like well I can't really know how this is gonna I can't Mm -hmm. math this out I can't be certain this is gonna work. So then, like, 
I don't know. You tell me. But does you feel like that robs you of there the satisfaction? Is a, there is a lot of RNG involved in terms of like what what minions come up in the shop and even like what order things are attacking or which one they choose to attack could be totally random in your um I don't know. But like I don't know. James, how do you feel about this game mode? James is the only one who's played it. So I'm like, James, I need do um, you also feel dead inside when you play this game mode or is it just me? <laughs> uh a little? I mean, I know what you mean. I know what you're I know I know the feeling I, I know the feeling that you're explaining. Mm-hmm. Does that does that give you enough? Like, yeah, yeah. The there is some level of this game which is like like empty calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it feels like. Um, but there's also like. great satisfaction in winning oh yeah when i won games i was like walking around the house like a champion with my arms in the air yeah so it's not like it's not like there's no reward but there is a lot of rage (laughs) (laughs) how can you feel dead inside and be raging at the same time do you think that's from the rng james like do you think that this i feel like this has a lot of rng in it and it makes it sort of unpleasant to play sometimes yeah 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 for sure um and i think that's like all of hearthstone Mm -hmm. interesting so so, like hearthstone yeah go ahead hearthstone like is the the kind of great thing about it is it's like bonkers rng that it can do because it's a digital game and not a physical game um and it really leans on that in some successful ways um like it it's able to have cards that say like like add a copy of two cards in your opponent's deck to your hand. Right. And that's a card that's been in the game since the very beginning. And it's not always great, but it is fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and the rogue mechanic of like generating cards from your opponent's class is fun and it makes every game feel a little bit different because the cards that you get are a little bit different every game. Um, The problem with that is when you get the broken cards (laughs) (laughs) or when you don't get the feels like bullshit to be on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Right? No, when you don't get the broken cards, it's just like, you drew a bad card. When you do get the broken cards, it's like, it's just the most tilt-inducing thing you've ever seen. Like, or when the enemy gets the broken cards. If you get it, you're like, ha-ha, you feel like you're getting away with something. Uh, Because you are. (laughs) Um, True, true. But, I don't know. I I don't think that that's great. To me, um, 
when kind of one of the core like mechanics of your game is um that you can have randomness that sometimes feels awful <laughs> to play against yeah that's, or that's to play with when strong. you the miss. huge swings the huge swings yeah, yeah. And so, like, there was an entire. So, okay, yeah. So, I did want to. I did want to like rephrase what James was talking about, which is this is like this is like the foundation of Hearthstone, is that like, yep. in the card game world, there's no randomness in the card text. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no randomness in what they do. In the what world? In the in the physical world. Oh, cards. that's completely untrue. But like, no, it's no, it's just much more mitigated. Well, no, no, I understand. But what I mean is like, it's like they have to say things like, like, how do you generate? It's just like, okay, you roll dice and stuff. But there's like, they, there isn't like the built-in random number generator. That's like the whole point. Like, that's yeah. the whole point of like being a computer game is they can do random shit, right? Like really, really well, yeah, right. Um, and yeah, like. Magic the Gathering's version of this is like the card Chaos Orb, um, which uh, was a design failure from the very early days of Magic, where when you play the card, you flip it in the air, (laughs) and it has to go at least a foot above the, like, where you're playing Magic. And then every card on the battlefield that it hits is destroyed. Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> That's so Do they odd. have like a referee at these matches yeah. with the tape measure to make sure you hold it, you throw it up? Far yeah, enough? yeah. I, I don't think that that's a legal card to play anymore. But like, <laughs> that's in person Magic the Gathering, like bonkers shit. Yep. Um, But yeah, no. Um, right. So in this Hearthstone, game can do it in the computer, basically. Yeah, and it does it very well. Mm-hmm. But um, I also, Chiefs, do you think this yeah. though? Do you think like so the so so okay right? So all card games are random to some degree because you shuffle the deck. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation yep. of them. Um, and then Hearthstone does this brilliant thing that reduces randomness and makes it easier. That was clearly a design pillar of why they wanted it to be like a more accessible card game, which is that you don't draw your mana, they're given to you each turn. So then like in that aspect, it's like less random. Um, but yeah. then they were like, fuck it, just, let's just like, let's just douse this thing in randomness. And I feel like the big swings in randomness you're talking about that you maybe don't like it's kind of like whether you like it or not, that, that to me feels like whether or not it has to be, it feels like it has been in so many different metas, like the core foundation of this game. And I don't want to say like it's exclusively because when you watch a streamer that's incredibly good tilt out of their fucking mind and barely lose it on live TV, essentially, like that in- entertains people. But I I think that is like, dude, the salt emotes that get spammed when you're in a high level arena run and you just get cheesed by some bullshit like is like out of control like like salt at the premise is like it's like Dude, half that the game <laughs> that sort of shit happened to me like i played a a nine drop legendary 
that um, when it's in your hand and a friendly minion dies, um, it powers up. Um, it's an 8-8 itself, and it summons two zero-cost minions. Um, but that powers up, so it goes up to one cost, two cost, three cost, four cost, five cost. Mm-hmm. I got it all the way up to 10 mana. And I was losing on board. And then I played this card and I got an eight drop and two ridiculously powerful minions. And I was like, okay, I have a chance. And then the enemy played a single card that's a one, one with Russian poisonous. Oh, AOE. and it also deals damage to the minions on either side of it. Yeah. 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 Wait, I used I that, that card one. earlier today to win an arena run. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> What was I supposed to do? Like, was I supposed to know that that was an option for them to have and then not played my card? Like, that card feels like you just you just can't count on the enemy to have it because it's an epic level card. Um, but it just, like, completely turned off my fun. <laughs> you know if they had if they had a board wipe then that's totally fair and i was probably gonna lose if they had a board wipe but instead they just they just like deleted my turn for this one card and i don't know yeah that's that's one of those I, i like creparian was behind me being like just like raging out of his mind. I know. Just about, losing it. About them having the perfect answer. Yeah. And like how you can't play around anything. You just have to assume that they have nothing at all times because there's too many random answers. And, and the, so the other side of the dude, I mean, maybe, but see, that's what I'm talking about in terms of like when I was experienced at this game, I knew like what the possible answers they could have are, but there was always, not always, but there was often like, this premise of like digging into randomness. So like you get a random spell mm-hmm. or you get a random whatever. And it's like- that's how I got that same card that James was talking about earlier today. I got a, it was some, something that gave me like a discover a card mm-hmm. and I pulled it randomly no out of the blue. Yeah. I pulled that oh. card randomly out of the blue and I was like, mm-hmm. sweet. If it gives you any poetic justice, you stole, James, you stole all of your enemies fun there. <laughs> yeah. No, they still beat us. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I misremembered that oh, one. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's always that like dig, and I will say there's an impressive nature to watching. Like I remember Hoffa back in the day saying some crazy shit, where she's like down. It's like the final run or the final uh, match of an arena run, and she's just completely wrecked. And then she's like sitting there and she's thinking just as aggressively as possible. I've already given up playing along with her. She's dead. And it's just like she's like, well, I guess. Actually, if I do this into this and then I randomly get this, that gives me one more turn. And like, dude, I have seen non-zero amounts of those go exactly as the way that that person just called it through all the randomness. And it is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's like, how did you, they like mapped it out that far in their head that they were like, well, that is my only out. 
Like it has to come yeah. from outside of my deck and it has to come from this particular random class or whatever the f- And it's just, so that part of it is, it is cool. But dude, like James, like dude, there was a whole meta with Yog saron I'm pretty sure that's what the, car, the card is, where it's like yep. er, for every spell you've played this game, I don't even know, randomly just do another spell or For something. every spell you've played this game, cast a spell at random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with random Targets cards chosen randomly. And yeah. so there was a pro meta. Cost and, 10 mana. Dude, like this is literally five. in, this is in the same fucking time period. And I'm sure this has never stopped for Hearthstone. But it's the same fucking time period where people were like, Hearthstone's not an esport. There's too much RNG. And then they're like, there are consistent players that like get to like top finishes. Like, no, like playing matters. Like randomness, you're not going to win every tournament. Like they're not going to go on a huge insane run where they just get everything. But no, like it fucking matters. It fucking matters. Enters the Yogg-Saron meta. Where literally motherfuckers just play like twenty spells and then drop that thing and it like and both players just like take their fucking metaphorical hands like off the keyboard and just fucking like walk out the booth as we wait for like a two minute animation of all these spells <laughs> and someone dies, and it's like it literally was like I don't know what the percentages were essentially but 50, 50, 50. 50. like it was like literally like and this was the whole meta for like I swear it was like no, months the whole meta was you play that if you're losing because you might win yeah. But, yeah, but then like your Yogg-Saron would would like go off, and two minutes would go by, and like all these min- minions would be summoned on board, and then destroyed, and then like damage is getting spread around, and someone nearly dies, and then the dust settles, no one's dead. Holy shit! Do I have a big board? Do I just win? No. Like okay, so in some cases, yes, right? Like okay, in some cases, someone has a big board, in some cases, your opponent has a big board, in some cases, you have a big board, in some cases, no one has a big board, and then the dust settles. They sit back at their computers. And the other player plays Yogg-Saron. It helps to like <laughs> when it's the stupidest shit I have ever seen in my life. And I just remember like looking at that and then thinking to myself like, is this a legitimate esport that involves skill? Like, yes. But also, did you see that? That was the dumbest shit I have ever seen. And um, that is kind of what you're talking about. It's a gigantic swing where it's like we worked so hard for like, 12 turns each to, to meticulously trade and craft and be so smart. Oh, fuck it, Yogg's run. Like, fuck all that noise. How, are you winning or losing? I don't give a shit. Let's just see if I can win now. And, and Hearthstone definitely has some of that in there. For sure. For yeah. sure. On the other hand, I really enjoy Yogg's run as a card. I think it's just really fun to play and then just, like, watch chaos and absurdity happen. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those people that would absolutely <laughs> just build my entire deck your... around playing as many spells as possible just to survive to turn 10 to play Yogg-Saron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just rolling up the And then they nerfed ladder. it, and it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, like, see, I feel like that's all um, intentional. I feel like they're like, we're going to have the era of Yogg-Saron. Yeah. And I remember Um I don't know. I don't know if they really intended it to be what it was. Um, but I I don't really like what it turned into. I think that every time they nerf a card, um, it goes from fun to play to unfun to play. And because um, it's just bad. Like, they take all of the most broken cards and make them unplayable and they call it nerfing. 
Um, <laughs> Job's done. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Damn. Um, and like they do have wild, you know, as a set. Well, as a as a play zone, and wild is it's their eternal format where you can just play any card that's ever been printed except there's a whole bunch of really fun cards that you can't play anymore because they nerfed them into bullshit, mm-hmm. right. boring, unplayable garbage mm-hmm. um, where they could just be like, they could just ban them in standard. It's like, you know, or unnerf it when it rotates. Uh, but they do not do that. Yeah, I think they at some point must have been like, we care about wild balance. And so, are, are you saying that but they... But I think they nerf it while it's still in the sets st- that are being And still in played. standard, and then yeah. it just never makes it. Yeah, they like nerf it while it's in standard. That's, that's new, yeah. It's new mm. form. Yeah. Mm. I always thought people exactly, played yeah. wild was super badass. Like, fuck, because like, you know, everyone else is like, well, in this curated experience that I have with these three expansions in the standard set, like I can do exactly these things, and these are the limitations I have. And the wild people are like, bro, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what the fuck that thing discovers? It can discover one out of a hundred cards. Let's fucking roll the dice. Um, anyways, yeah, it's kind of bad. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess. So should we talk about duels really quickly? Yeah, what what are duels? No one played them but you. I was yeah, gonna say I James played is our soul connoisseur. Like once or twice. The game and by mode connoisseur is... once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Um you select a class kinda like arena, except the hero powers are different. Um and then Based on how much you've played and, like, your collection and stuff, you get to choose more powerful things. And uh, so I could only ever do the base one, which, uh, from what I could tell, sucked because I didn't have the collection with all the good cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you build a deck of 16 cards um, and then play opponents. Um at the same uh, level as you, you have three hearts, which is to say it's exactly the same as Arena where you can lose three times. Um, And after each game, you can add a set of three cards to your deck similar to Dungeon Run. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like PvP Dungeon Run. Hmm. Um, And it seems like kind of cool, except that I don't have the collection to support it. So what I did was just put in all of the cards that generate other cards because I know that those can be valuable in arena-like formats. Um, And I got one win. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Reasonably successful. we're proud of you, bro. We're proud of you. (laughs) Uh, it, It was fine. It was fine. (laughs) <laughs> um, James's review it was a fine experience Hearthstone 2021 yeah it was fine it was it fine. was not great it was not bad it was certainly fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet there's some people for whom that's their jam um, 
go you. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's got to be our official podcast stance for everyone. It's just like, no matter what the fuck we're talking about, if it's your jam, go you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> except, for star seed, except for Star Seed Pilgrim. No, fuck it. If that's your jam, fucking maybe don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, I think if that's your way. jam, fuck you. Exactly. Get out of here. Agreed. We yeah, don't get need the fuck you. Out. Although, if you do have any friends that like gaming podcasts, oh hilarious but yeah like cool Dude, nobody enjoys that game i know i guess it's some just of the sound it's not a game cool. that was designed to be enjoyed mm-hmm. yeah that was like it was designed to be played begrudgingly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean that definitely was my experience with it but yeah like oh god you guys hearthstone was for me at least it was really hard to get back into to play any of the modes that I actually liked. Like, mm-hmm. like I personally never really liked the single-player stuff that much. I liked it okay, but I was like, I would always think to myself, like, I feel like this is, like, a puzzle, and that's, like, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it, but it's not what you like about it. Well, I do like that about it, but I always thought, like, there's probably... I, I If I wanted that, I would go play a puzzle game, I guess. I don't know if that's fair. I've had some fun in the single players. I'm not just, like, to, to denigrate them or anything. But I came here to play, you know, Hearthstone or whatever. And uh, it was tough, man. I was just that guy that just, like, you beat on your way to your 12-run arena run. I mean, dude, you, you, you beat me on your way to your 3-3 arena run. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> you just farmed me. I feel that. Like, I remember, like, getting the first win out of an arena deck and feeling so proud, but then realizing that it then puts you against other people who have won, and yeah, I never, I swear to God, I never won again. Like, mm. it was just, like, devastating. Until the final, like, you're, like, one life left, and then they put you against what can only feel like a machine learning bot that's, like, s- still training. <laughs> Because you're just like, what was that? Was that a play? And like you are like almost losing to someone who you are watching visibly misplay on board. And like I'm probably invisibly misplaying and then occasionally visibly. But this is like brutal. Like brutal. Like this person is literally brand new. And you're like, I could lose this game. Like I just, this does not make me feel good. Like fuck. Um, but yeah. Hearthstone, you guys. I think we did it. Oh, Should oh. we raid it? Maybe. I was gonna say, do we rate this? We have to rate it. This is a it's a tyranny of thumbs. You gotta give yeah. it thumbs. Yeah, I think I'm willing to say yeah. we can rate our overall experience with this game in time, and we can rate our experience coming back. Like it's fair to say in t- previous times. Yeah, I, had... I didn't just get special ratings. You rate the game. This is current state. How many Agreed. thumbs does it get? Okay. Bum, ba-dum, ba-dum. All right. Um. Well, that's tough. And while people are thinking about their rating and how hard that is, I will just say what I hated about Battlegrounds <laughs> is that I've spent so many years learning how to trade, which is intentionally throwing your minions into their minions in a positive way, that when minions mm-hmm. randomly attack each other, it makes me rage. That's part of the RNG, too. Sometimes, like, your best minion will just tank itself into some... Ra- Poisonous shit, like, like a 1-1. One, one, you're like, come on, dude. It's just immediate, and then you lose. Yeah, and, like... I just, or like your what the your fuck? poison minion will trade itself into like a two two that they just randomly have on the board to like generate gold currency and meanwhile there's like a fifty fifty on there and you're just like bro yeah no yeah no it's yeah, one job yeah that's what positioning is all about yeah I didn't I didn't understand that part I didn't get that far mm-hmm. I just yeah tilted. positioning is really important mm-hmm. 
but I felt the same way about watching. Now, potentially this is not true, but like watching team fight tactics, it was like the, all that I love about the beauty of League of Legends, like, is in the execution of like the highest level team fight, like mind games and strategy and play, and then watching these guys just auto attack each other. It's like the fuck is this? <laughs> I didn't come here for this, but fair enough. They they still do have the esports scene. It turns out for me to yeah. watch, but okay, all right, fine. I've stalled long enough. Let's rate this thing. I guess I'm still gonna throw out my old rating. For... Fine. You can do whatever you want, and we'll have to write it in on the rating section. So this game has got to be over the course of a life. How are much you, I've played are you this going right now? I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, has got to be a gold star for me over the course of life, because I mean, how many thousands of hours have I watched like pro play or Hafu streaming or Kriparian or anything like that? I mean, it's it's been awesome. I have truly enjoyed watching the meta go or whatever else. Um. I, I am very, very thankful for the people that I essentially, like, learned about. Like, dude, I think I think I learned about Hafu from Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I knew she played League, but I don't think I knew her at no, that area. I started watching her when she played Hearthstone. So, like, I'm very thankful for that. Um, and for a lot. And for a lot of different people, like Brian Kipler, right, is a good example, who's also a killer caster, uh, it turns out, in some of the, um, some of the, what, Pro Tours, whatever the fuck, I don't know what they're called. And so all that stuff is like I'm very very thankful for that. Um, about the new player, not new player experience, but like the me coming back to this, dude. I bounced off this so fucking hard, so fucking hard. It felt to me like, and I don't know if this is fair, but I felt like I was like walking into a room with like a bunch of people, okay. And let's just say they were frogs, okay. For the sake of this example, I'm walking into a room with a bunch of frogs, okay. Mm-hmm. Except that the room is actually filled with water, okay? And actually, this room is a pot, and it's Are you boiling. on any sort of, like, mind-altering drugs while this is happening? Am I? No. 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 Just had to check. Except okay, that continue. I'm also a frog. <laughs> you, just, you, have to, you have to follow this. Hear me out here, okay? I'm a frog. They're frogs. And I'm not walking into the room. It's actually a pot, and I'm jumping into the pot, right? Yep. But I notice that it's boiling water, and I jump out immediately. But who? But I look at the frogs that are still there, and I'm like, you know, it's boiling, right? And they're like, well, there was little changes to currency a couple years ago, and like, well, there was like this to the this, and yeah, they fucked the menu up a little bit. And I'm just like, guys, they slowly boiled you alive, um, and that's what it feels like. That's, no, that's not fair, but that's what it feels like. I felt like I got to touch the boiling water of what that game has become now, and I was like, ah, get me away. But I saw the dead inside looks of the other frogs that were that were they were for dinner that day. So are you day. calling any of our listeners who currently play Hearthstone and enjoying it dead frogs? <laughs> <laughs> McCoy's weighing his head how much of our listener base he wants to alienate. Yeah. Dude, right if you now. play Hearthstone, you know you're a dead frog. <laughs> <laughs> Send hate mail to tyranny of thems at gmail.com. No, like you gotta understand I fucking have like, loved Hearthstone for so long, but like I don't wanna do it anymore, you guys. Yeah. You know? I feel like Yeah, like I feel like most people that play Hearthstone still kind of are in on it. But they're also they're just like so bought in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like it's still a good game at the core and like arena's cool 
Battlegrounds is very good for what it is. Um, the single player experiences are good, but the shell that's wrapped around it is like an impenetrable wall of garbage. <laughs> that's why. Um, yeah, sorry, a boiling that's, impenetrable that's wall. It's on of fire. Garbage. Yeah, it's on fire. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's not. That's not what we would generally consider a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't even think that's generally what I would consider to be a Blizzard thing either. It felt like oh, there was... Well, look at what Blizzard's doing these days. No, I understand that. And boy, did I, through listening to that uh, that podcast, like learn a lot about Blizzard and, and their scandals and just their direction and people's thoughts. And I mean, dude, like I listen to podcasts where they come in and they're like, dude, they just fired like... 200 employees or whatever the fuck like you know from blizzard that mm-hmm. they just hired or whatever like there's this scandal and that scandal and all sorts of things and bad and good and you know in uh, like dev diaries anonymously saying about whatever the fuck's going on and yeah there was all sorts of stuff i mean do because because when we when we were younger blizzard was like the shining star and i think in some degrees it still shines i mean the art style's still amazing like they're they're still like have a level of quality to their games that it feels like is like higher um but yeah like watching a really clean menu just be stuffed with a bunch of shit like that didn't even feel like it was cleanly designed in a way that was i don't know dude it's like again if you're actually in on hearthstone none of this shit matters to you you know exactly where to go you know exactly what to click you're good to go you're you know you're, you're sitting there worried about card balance and dude i think that's fucking awesome However, that person is not giving my review. I'm giving my review. So I think I'm going to give it a meh. Okay. So a gold star and a meh. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. totally acceptable. I enjoyed getting rocked in arena. And by the way, I enjoyed playing arena at 360 FPS. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was like the smoothest way <laughs> to get improved the the like awkward lagginess of the client no uh not really i had a bunch of like reconnecting disconnecting problems when i played this week i don't know what that Mm -hmm. was but Mm. eh. that's that's the game yeah so no no like it uh it just makes so hearthstone does a lot of beautiful transitions of like cards like moving across the screen or enemies attacking each other uh, visual effects and stuff like that and all of those are just ridiculously smooth unfortunately if you read the card text of what's coming across the screen it is destroying everything that i've worked to build mm. mm-hmm. okay mm. well um how about you james you want to follow that up how do you how do you feel about hearthstone Shouldn't we let james go last this is his should we let james go last of course we should okay so then do you want to go okay. next and sure. then so we'll go after you and then i just james think look last. i know i'm not on this every week but tradition says that whoever picks the game goes last i'm not sure if anyone picked this game exactly it was sort of did like i a... picked the game i guess i kind of did i feel like game james is our guru and guide through this block of card games and therefore he gets the last word so you're saying i'm not really on this podcast officially but i do want to run it i do have strong opinions yeah yeah okay well all right <laughs> that's every episode that elena has been on <laughs> and tell me elena what are your strong and opinions? it's not like a problem it's just a fact <laughs> Yeah, no. um, on Hearthstone. Yeah, okay. Um, I, ca- you know, I, I think Hearthstone's fine. 
<laughs> I don't know. I like sort of casually enjoyed my time with it this week. I casually enjoyed my time with it six months ago when I played the single player stuff. I kind of enjoyed my time with it a couple of years ago when I played. I feel like it's um, it's good. It's not like I think now I've learned more about card games, and if I wanted like a card game experience, I would go play Slither Spire because to me that's an infinitely better experience it's much better curated it's um i find it much more understandable because i know those cards better it's much deeper i've been playing it more recently um and i generally just really like that game whereas i feel like hearthstone is a little bit of a free-for-all um but i thought you know i i enjoyed my time with it this week i think that there is something dangerous to me personally about the addictive nature of hearthstone um, I found that before with arena runs and I've found that before this time with like battlegrounds, like I find the grind to be very enticing, um, and to be something that like, I just personally don't necessarily want in my life. And so I feel like I will push back on my desire to potentially play more Hearthstone after this week, because I don't want to be, I don't want to get lured into the grind. Um, and I could totally see myself being lured in the grind. That's Whoops, I guess next week is magic. Well, but in some ways I'm like I'm like glad that next week is magic <laughs> because next week I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start playing magic and I can't just play more Hearthstone because I you know don't have time for both in my life. Um, but yeah, I I think overall I'm just gonna give it like a just a just like a thumb up. I think nice. it's like a thumb up game. I'm sure that there is something special about it and it probably deserves more than that for like what it's done in terms of like it created this crazy card game and it's like a big endeavor and there's probably something impressive about it but I don't really necessarily understand that and I'm not really here for it um I just know that like I kind of casually enjoyed my time playing it I like arena a lot I enjoyed battlegrounds I like the singer player stuff but it's not a game and it's a game that I think like will kind of always be there for me like if I wanted to boot it up in six months from now I think I could probably do that and play something else in there um but it's i guess sort of like not what i'm looking for in my gaming experience right now in my this part of my life i don't want to be on the grind i don't want to have to like really deeply understand the arena card meta um it was fun nice yeah one thumb Mm. nice all right yeah, I mean, Zoe. I think going into this week, I didn't really know what to expect from Hearthstone. Um, and then just after not even playing any of its, like, I guess, core game modes and just going into the uh, single player modes, like, it was a welcome surprise. Like I like I explained at, you know, the top of the, I guess, single player experience segment, I did say, like, it's a very well curated experience and it's really well done. And I thoroughly enjoyed my time uh, going through it. Um, but when I think about my overall rating for the game, I just have to ask myself the question, like, am I going to go back to this game ever? And a part of me is like, yeah, you'll go back and you'll finish off all of the single player campaign mode stuff and then you'll and then you'll be done with Hearthstone. But then I just have to sit back and be like, but will I really revisit all of the single player stuff? Maybe. But at the same time, kind of like what Elena said, it's like if I want to play a card game, I'm going to probably play Slay the Spire because I just like that experience so much better. 
and I like the way that that game experience is curated. Um, and so, like, I, I will encourage people to still download the game and try out the individual uh, campaigns and whatnot. I'm going to actually probably text my parents right after this and let them know that, and then they'll promptly ask me to maybe come over next week because they'll need help navigating the menus and i don't blame them <laughs> unlucky because unlucky. <laughs> because you know that that is a travesty and i need to help them with that um sorry mom and dad that wasn't condescending towards you if you're listening no it's condescending towards the menus no legitimately the menus are a mess yeah exactly yeah. um but like I, I will encourage people to do it but for me personally i probably would put this game at a meh like, I had my fun with it when it first came out, but I did drop it for a reason. And picking it back up this week again, like, I can safely put it back down and be like, we had a good run, I suppose. But, like, that's it for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, just overall, it's, it's a meh experience for me. It's just not my kind of game in general. Um... And I just think there are other card games out there that are more suited for a player like me anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Now eviscerate um, us, James. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give this game a meh. Um, kind of like everybody else. Like, I think this card game, Hearthstone... Um, I think a lot of the problems that it solved, it did a very good job of solving. Um, but the biggest and most successful problem that it solved was making it playable on a computer and look good. Um, and... Like, that's not to be understated. <clears throat> this runs on my phone. It runs on my computer. Probably runs on my fridge. Because, <laughs> like, all Blizzard games run on your fridge. And Skyrim, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Um, the thing is, I don't... I really like playing card games. Um, I think that Hearthstone is like a lot of other games, but slightly worse. Um, like, Battlegrounds is like other auto-battlers, but in a lot of ways, slightly worse for the way that I like to play. I think that... Um, the standard ladder experience is like other card games, but slightly worse. I think that Arena is kind of like drafting Magic the Gathering or playing Slay the Spire, um, but slightly worse than both of those experiences. <clears throat> um, I think that the thing that it does really well, well, uh, the and the single player experiences are like Slay the Spire, but slightly worse as well. Um, 
so overall, it's a meh. I don't know. I kind of ever since a good looking, not impossible to use magic client came out on computer, I've just been like, why would I even play Hearthstone? <laughs> um, it's, I think if it wasn't for the blunders of Blizzard recently, I would, I wouldn't have stopped playing quite as quickly as I did. Um, but after they made some very serious blunders, I just basically put it down and never had to pick it up again. Mm -hmm. um, so you put it down, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's a game that, like, I can get mildly addicted to it, but once I put it down, I have no desire to pick it back up, like, maybe ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. I, I feel that grind yep. calling to me, the siren song of the Hearthstone grind, but then once I break it, I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, yeah. quickly to those people out there that are on that grind, like, if you love it, you love it. And what I mean by that is, like, bro, like, I'm literally on the Valorant grind right now. And I love it. But, like, if I put that game down, like, I could have the same experience. But it's, like, and so then even being on that grind sort of stops being on multiple grind. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's mm -hmm. kind of, I think it's hard for me and To maintain maybe, more than one. Yeah. And so, like, if you're on that grind, you like the pro scene, you like streams and shit, like, this game probably delivers a lot, I would imagine, if you're in on it and on that grind. But, um, yeah, you have to have a lot of motivation to get in on that. I think too I it's, think. it's hard having like all of us came back to this game having been out of this game for a long time and I think it's really hard to do with anything mm -hmm. yeah what? yeah makes sense yeah. that is our hearthstone experience and actually vaguely positive that's my read yeah it's interesting though because we'll see with the next week right like this actually does create an interesting storyline in my head because, I mean, yes, I sort of played Magic a little bit, but not really. No, no, yeah. no, 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 not really. And not anything like I ever played Hearthstone. And so in some senses, I will come to that new. So it has a perhaps a better chance. Um, but, you know, truthfully, it's also going to be something that I feel like you, the majority of the value you get out of is in the, in the depth. I feel like. And it's hard for us to do that in one week. And it's hard for me even to motivate myself to do that. Um, because, like, you know... In order for me to get into the depth, they need to take very specific slots of my day. Like nighttime stream watching, bro. That's how I get into the depth. And I don't know if I'm willing to share. <laughs> so You're on that, that Valorant Animal grind right now. Oh, shout outs to Animal. Shout outs to Animal. Mm -hmm. um, killing yeah, I don't know. I'm I was watching her earlier oh, today. She's pretty good. She's, she's so, so good. good, man. Damn. I love she's her. She's so good at the game. She's so good. She's so efficient. I need so to efficient. write to her and profess my love. So she's like a relatively, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, 300 viewers or so streamer. So you could probably message in literally in the chat, let alone in and a donation. And profess my love. I feel like that's kind of weird. I mean, I think that's what they're there for. But anyways, yeah, she's just hella <laughs> good. If you're looking, okay, randomly, if you're looking for a Valorant <laughs> streamer that plays Sage and Killjoy at an incredibly high level, uh and is super efficient and super skilled and you will absolutely be inspired by the way she uses that gear 
um Danny Moss, a great one. And uh she also duo cues with this guy named Rice Ballin with like three N's. And he is ridiculously fucking good. And so it's just like both of them, like she is like quietly ridiculously fucking good because she plays support characters. But then like just the other day, like they like were like, fuck that, we're rushing this uh this sage, and she just like puts down four people in a span of a second because they fucked up, and you're just like, oh, oh, like I knew you were good. But like it just felt like a tiger or something that like was just like, if you step over here, I'm slashing. And they're like, fuck that, you're bluffing. And she's like, I'm not. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Highly recommend, highly recommend yeah. Sage Killjoy. Great stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to play Magic next week. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. starting essentially right now. But is it starting essentially <laughs> right now, or are we going to go to bed? These well, are the questions. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll have to right. we'll have to see what that experience is like. I'm going into it completely new, no idea what to expect. Again, yeah. wide range of uh, experience levels going into this. So that'll be a fun episode next week. Yeah. I've already committed in my own mind to watching a one hour long beginner's video because in the first minute he did a fantastic job of explaining what the video is and isn't. And one of the most famous things in my mind, famous being because I guess I dictate famousness. I think it was just a bad word choice. Um, one of the most notable things in this video so far that he said was, I, this video is not a replacement for having a friendly friend of yours teach the game to you. Mm-hmm. He says, no, this is a supplemental thing that will help you understand and get you to a place where he can teach you. And I was like, oh, that is so cute. I have that friend. Um, <laughs> James, it's you, by the way. Yeah, it's you, James. You have to teach us. Okay, cool. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> let's get out of All here. Right, All let's right, let's get out of here. All right, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Job's done. All right. Job's done. Oh, damn it. Job's done. That was definitely the one. Oh, God. Fuck. Someone say it the way they say it. Yes, my lord. Job's done. Job's done. Job's done.